Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The federal indictments against Donald Trump have just been issued. He is being charged over false claims about the 2020 election, particularly his effort to overturn the results and the lead up to the obstruction of official proceedings. We'll go through the I believe there's four counts here, but this is it. They're saying that Donald Trump was engaged in a conspiracy essentially against the United States. We're also hearing there will be likely another indictment coming out of Georgia with potentially more than a dozen defendants. There are also several unindicted co-conspirators in this charge. Ladies and gentlemen, this is probably the most serious effort taken by Biden's DOJ explicitly to interfere in the 2024 election to prevent Trump from winning. We've heard a lot of people say that Trump can't win. They talk about polls, but the polls are actually showing Donald Trump is doing better than ever and that he's either tied with or beating Joe Biden. So what is Joe Biden doing? Exactly this. Now, of course, you can argue it's Merrick Garland. It's, it's the DOJ. But these are Joe Biden's appointees, and they are going after the front runner for the Republican Party. It's unprecedented, and I think it is rather terrifying where this goes. We're going to break down this story and much more. We also have big news coming out of Russia, another drone strike on targets in Moscow. And now we're seeing more and more calls to bring back the military draft. I'm not kidding. Military.com just published an op-ed saying that we need a limited military draft. Joe Biden just called the select reserves and the ready reserves. The likelihood of a military draft in the event of a full-scale war, well, it's there. It's there. So we're going to talk about this and a lot more. Before we do, my friends, head over to castbrew.com and buy Castbrew Coffee to support the show. Castbrew is our coffee company, so castbrew.com has the Castbrew Coffee Club. You sign up, you get three bags per month. We've also got Appalachian Nights. Our dark roast is the best coffee I've ever had, i got to be honest. Rise with Roberto Jr. Light Roast, and of course, Mr. Bocus Pumpkin Spice Experience. Take a look at that one. And also, don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Click Join Us to become a member and support the show directly. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up for you at about 10 p.m. We do this Monday through Thursday. You don't want to miss it. As a member, you are helping support our work directly so that we can do more shows like this, hire people. So if you really do like the work we're doing, please consider supporting us. But also, just more importantly, share the show right now. Take the URL, post it wherever you can. It's the most powerful way to help the, the work we do. Podcasts grow through word of mouth. So again, smash that like button, share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about this and a whole lot more is Taylor Hansen. Nice to be here. Who are you? What do you do? I'm an independent journalist and field reporter. Um, you know, I'm cover a little bit of everything from child drag shows to, you know, it was the riots January 6th, but, you know, we like to cover a little bit of everything. Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. It should be interesting. We also got Phil Labonte. How are you doing, everybody? I am Phil Labonte, lead singer of the heavy metal band All That Remains, anti-communist and uh, counter-revolutionary. I'm Ian Crossland. What's up, everybody? Let's get rolling. Yeah, I am Surge.com. I agree. Let us go. Pleasure oh, that was Taylor. fast. Let's jump into this yeah. first story here. We got this from the AP. Trump indicted for efforts to overturn 2020 election and block transfer of power. Donald Trump was indicted on felony charges Tuesday for working to overturn the results of the 2020 election in the run up to the violent riot by his supporters at the U.S. Capitol, with the DOJ moving to hold him accountable 
for an unprecedented effort to block the peaceful transfer of presidential power. The four count indictment, the third criminal case against Trump, provided deeper insight into a dark chapter in American history that has already been the subject of exhaustive federal investigations and captivating public hearings. It chronicles a months long campaign of lies about the election results and says that even when those falsehoods culminated in a chaotic insurrection at the Capitol, Trump sought to exploit that violence by by trying to further delay the counting of votes that sealed his defeat. They go on to then add some opinion nonsense. We can uh, I think we have the the actual indictment right here. Count one conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Count two conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Count three obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. They go on to lay out their case with a few interesting points. I'll pull this one up from Brett L. Tolman, who says, I've now read the indictment twice. It is criminalizing speech, thought, legal, uh, legal positions, right or wrong, and disinformation. It is also shockingly manipulative of statuses and theories which require enormous legal wrangling. Further, is it, further it ignores advice of counsel defenses and mens, and mens rea requirements. But the most glaring thing is what's not in the indictment. The charges of treason, sedition, or any other serious fact-based count outlining genuinely criminal behavior. The unindicted co-conspirators are lawyers representing the accused, a DOJ employee, and a political consultant. And their conspiracy? Believing there was election fraud, talking about election fraud, and pursuing legal challenges in states, they believed election of fraud occurred. To put it simply, ladies and gentlemen, Trump has been indicted for taking the advice of lawyers. That's it. So I, I think the reality is that they're going to make up whatever reason they can to go after Donald Trump to prevent him from running in 2024. They'll likely use this or whatever comes out of this, because this, this is going to be a D.C. jury. The likelihood that Trump gets a fair trial is nil. There's likely going to be a bunch of Democrats who are going to vote to indict. And when he does, they will move to remove him from the ballots in 2024 for citing the 14th Amendment or insurrection or something to that effect. Yep. And I, I think that it's not as much as the you're, you're only going to see the effect on Trump right now going forward for the rest of essentially American history or until there's some kind of significant change at the in the bureaucracy in Washington. Any outsider candidate mm -hmm. is going to be treated like Trump. Now, granted, Trump gives gives plenty of ammo to the left. to, uh, And I think that's that's plenty is an understatement. Yeah, and I, I think it's an <laughs> understatement. But um, the fact remains they are prosecuting him or indicting him for things that he was found not guilty of with the impeachment in the Senate. So he, he was tried for a lot of the same things here in the Senate when he was impeached and they was found not guilty. It's, it's, it's the same stuff. So they're, they're just like, it's, it's clear that they're trying to make him uh, either prevent him from being the, uh, the nominee or make it, make him, you know, seem I, un unvotable. You can't vote for him. You know? I think they want him to be the nominee. And then once he is, they remove him from the ballot and now they're unopposed. Just cause mass chaos. Yep. Well, it seems like they're going to they're going down this route regardless. Like there's not going to be any end to indictments. If this isn't the indictment that takes him out, there'll be a new indictment in a month. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again. They're never going to give this guy a break. And it's interesting to me that they tried, tried to tie in like January 6th just a little bit to this, even though, I mean, it's been proven time and time again. There was no incitement from him. You know, he basically had no role in this. I mean, the Capitol was already the Capitol grounds were already breached while he was still speaking. 
And then he released the video on Twitter. Twitter took it down. They took the other video down and they banned him. So how are his followers supposed to see him saying, you know, stay peaceful. We love the Capitol Police. We support the Capitol Police. You can't. But they're just never going to stop this, it seems like. If I either My original thoughts was that we're going to run him through the ringer, find him guilty of something, and then take his name off the ballot. Maybe that will happen. The other thing I'm just reading about it, people are like, yo, he's getting bankrupted. Not Maybe not literally bankrupted, but this is costing him a lot of money. Oh, I think it's been, I think he spent like, what, four, I saw something like $40 million. Or and he's being attacked for already. it. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I never liked about these duplicitous political attacks. Steve Bannon and that other dude, they're doing that build the wall campaign. They get a bunch of donations. They indict and charge one of the guys behind it because he said he wouldn't take a salary. And then he did not a single person who donated a legitimate fan cared that someone got paid a salary when they said they weren't going to get paid a salary. They're like, mm-hmm. They were probably like, well, sure, whatever. And this is the same thing here. You've got you've got people saying Donald Trump is swindling his supporters by taking the donations to pay his legal fees. And I'm just like, dude, not a single Trump supporter cares what Trump does with the they, money. They know what this money is going towards. Like they see the indictments over and over again. And even if they didn't, they're so loyal if, to Trump. I don't think they're going to care at all. I agreed. If Trump came out and said, look, we took a bunch of the money and we bought a golden toilet for my plane. Every, <laughs> his fans would laugh. They'd love it. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, if show it, us pictures. If it like it feels yep. good when I sit on it. They'd be like, yes, nice and warm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's warm. Yeah. Let me read this from the indictment. Check this out. This is interesting. Section three. It says page two. The defendant had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and to even claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election that he had won. He was also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as by seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuit challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting the election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges, were uniformly unsuccessful. Shortly after Election Day, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In doing so, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies. Now, this is this is the interesting thing. They just, the first one, the first paragraph they're saying, or I say, I'm sorry, paragraph three, that he's allowed to say these things, allowed to claim these things. He's allowed to seek these challenges. But he also did eagle, illegal things. It directly Therefore, contradicts itself. It's, it's not that, it's that, they immediately then say, but he did illegal things, therefore. Like, okay, you, you should list those illegal things. Like, if he's allowed to make these claims, if he's allowed to file these lawsuits, if all of that's fine, what did he do? Well, it seems I, like he's being prosecuted for trying to legally question the election. That, that's what it really... It, yeah, here's what they say. A conspiracy to. to defraud the U.S. using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to impair, obstruct, and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the results of the presidential election are collected. Quite literally saying, Trump's allowed to be wrong. But he's not allowed to be wrong. Yeah. He's not allowed to n- lie. He's allowed to be wrong, but he's not allowed to lie and say it if he knows that it's not true. Every fiber of Donald Trump's being <laughs> believes that he won the presidency. And, yeah, like every well, single bit of Donald and Trump. And you know what's interesting? That. This indictment comes out too, and then you got the DeSantis camp releasing something trying to say, like counteract the fact that, you know, he actually believed it. They're <clears> saying <throat> that he knew beforehand. That it wasn't actually stolen. So, and then it's interesting that this indictment comes out and the way that it's worded. So, it seems like they might almost be like working off of each other. It's, but it, the Santis camp is clearly trying to take Trump down. And I don't think Trump had like hard evidence that it was true. So, if he made the claim, you can't know it's true if you don't have evidence, the hard evidence. So, it would just be an assumption. But that's still not still, a lie. You can still believe in it. That's assert- not a lie. He was just asserting. He was just Look, saying, this is the way that it is. I know. I'm confident in it. The, the I mean, there it's reasonable to say that there was some amount of error and fraud. 
So Trump, so Trump's just like, look, I know that there were people that were suppressing votes and people trying to blah, blah, blah. But I know that my voters came out for me. So go find those votes because they're out there. It wasn't like he was like, oh, go stuff ballots into a box. Not that I not that he wouldn't put wouldn't do that <laughs> if he could get away with it because he would. But I don't think that he was I don't think that he had any kind of plan to stuff ballots or, at, or whatever. At one point, did, I, didn't he make assertion? like an offhanded comment about like voting twice or something? I remember Probably. when the left freaked know. out about it. It was a joke. Probably. But I think uh, I think Roseanne may have been right. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Military tribunals by the end no. of the year? Oh, not that one. <laughs> Roseanne <laughs> said there's not going to be an election. And Michael Malice said, of course there will be. And then, you know, my response was, of course, like, define, we need to clarify what you mean. And I tweeted this earlier. Perhaps she's right, not in the literal sense that all of a sudden there's no election. But if Donald Trump is removed from the ballot in a single state, can you really call it a true election? And that, I think, is an interesting point. Everyone knows the front runner is Donald Trump. He's going to be the nominee. He's going to be the nominee for the GOP. Joe Biden, likely, unless something changes, it could change. But right now it's looking like Biden versus Trump. That's what the polls are showing. A lot can change from now and then. If there is an election and Trump is forcefully removed from that election, it's not an election because the people aren't given the choice they actually want. I agree. You can, you will, people will call it an election, but if it isn't actually an election and you doesn't matter what right. you call it. Well, in banana republics, well, they call them elections. But you, right? like, you can't, you can't legally <laughs> call yeah. American, you can't legally call American cheese, cheese. That's why the package yes. says American pasteurized processed cheese product. We call it cheese. We ask for extra cheese when we put it on our burgers, mm -hmm. but it is legally distinct from cheese. So that's a technicality I'm referring to. <laughs> it is legally distinct from cheese. It, in Truth. fact, is. I love the, I, I know, like the comparison. Know, <laughs> what I really love is I'm a big fan of Home Run-In Pizza. You guys ever have Home Run-In? I don't think so. What is that? A uh, famous Chicago okay. pizza brand. They're it's, it's really good pizza. It's like a flat pizza. And um, you get these little personal ones, and it says cheese pizza with pepperoni. Why? Because they don't have the legal amount of pepperoni on them to be called pepperoni oh, pizzas. that's funny. <laughs> right. So here's there's, my there's point. There's, there's, a, there's a, legal a legal amount in Chicago? Yes. Wow. Not Chicago, I think federally. But here, here's my point. My point is this. Federal government at work. The left, the liberals, will remove Trump and then say, we had a free and fair election. Mm -hmm. And the right will say, our guy was removed from the ballot. How is that a fair election? And the left will just say it. Let me, let me read you this part of this. This is crazy. Check it out. The co-conspirators. One, an attorney who was willing to spread lies. They say false claims. Two. <laughs> An attorney who devised an attempt to implement a strategy. Three, an attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud defendant privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy. Four, a DOJ official. Five, an attorney. So there's, what is this, four attorneys advising Donald Trump. And they're like, that makes it a conspiracy. So then you've got, we're doing their quick. jobs. Co-conspirator six, a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors. What they're doing is they're saying it's false because the media said so. And the electors are fraudulent because they weren't elected, despite the fact Democrats had done this in 1960. They sent a slate of electors. They convened and did everything, despite the fact the state was awarded to the Republicans. They did it anyway. And then when it came down to the actual electoral vote, Nixon, the VP at the time, counted the Democrat votes instead. So when Donald Trump did exactly the same thing, now it's fraud. This is 
a clear sham, an attempt. This is the this is the real conspiracy. This is the real fraud happening right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump believed stupid things. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Donald Trump sought to legally remedy these things. When he's on the phone with these people, he genuinely believes that lawyers telling him these yeah. things are happening. And he's like, OK. And as Phil pointed out, there is not an ounce. There is not a tiny there is not a single cell in Trump's body that believes he did not win. Every part of him believes he won. How could he lose? He's the biggest. He's the best. He's got golden toilets. And his lawyers told him he did. So he said, pursue it. They're going after him, claiming it's yeah, fraud. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, not only is the guy like really, really strongly uh, pr prone to think that he won because of his ego, but then he's got lawyers that are like, yeah, dude, you're totally right. He's like, he's not. He's not going to be but like, I mean, oh, everyone else is right. I, I'm probably, me and, me and the guys that are literally telling me exactly what I want to hear, we, we are probably Well, wrong. and it's like no. their jobs, too. And yes. now they're listed as co-conspirators for doing their jobs, being attorneys. <laughs> It's this ridiculous. is the craziest thing. They're indicting his attorneys for legally advising him. Yeah. I, I would it's imagine insane. that if the attorneys believed what they were saying, then they're not committing crimes. Well, and attorneys, I don't think, have to believe what they're saying. I mean, it's their job to defend their client. Yeah. That's the entire point of it. I, I don't even think you legally have to believe, you know, your client. I mean, murder cases, you know, you, a lot of, I mean, this is obviously different, but attorneys represent murderers all the time. Look at O.J. Simpson. You know, he did it, but... You know, he there, got off and, and murder. There are times where where you'll have a murder case where it's like you're getting charged with one, like murder one, and the the attorney will just swear up and down that it was just manslaughter, right? Like they knew that 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 you killed him, but it wasn't intended, and you know, so details like that matter, and, and they'll they're gonna say whatever they need to say to get their client off, you know? Yeah. So if if it turns out that Trump believed what he was saying i mean first of all how in the hell can you prove that in court that you can't you, can't. you cannot it, only he knows that's why they don't go after perjury because it's impossible most cases to prove someone was lying so if it turns out he wasn't lying he was just wrong then does that not just clear all these other people then because there was no conspiracy well, because there was no crime it, you would think it would clear this entire indictment because the entire <clears throat> indictment is a you know based on him allegedly knowing beforehand and then lying about it yeah so th this indictment i mean it's just Yes, that's the best well, way to put so it. So here, here's my question. How can there be an election in 2024 with this already coming down? Because what we see here is, I'll say it again, in 1960, Republicans win Hawaii. Democrats convene electors anyway, fill out the requisite forms and send them to D.C., even though they lost. In the end, Nixon decides to count the Democrat electoral votes anyway, because there was a court hearing. They were not certified. He says, we're going to count these ones. Does anybody object? OK, there they, they go to Kennedy instead. Trump's team does that. They're claiming that's a conspiracy. The, DO, the DOJ, Biden, Biden's DOJ is claiming that Trump knew he was lying, that his attorneys were conspiring with him to willfully lie and defraud the country to steal an election. With them saying this, and of course, not a single Trump supporter believes this is true. How can there be an election in 2024? Let's say that Donald Trump doesn't get criminally, he doesn't get convicted. He's on the ballot. We make it to November. And then they say, go cast your votes. How could anyone on the left believe it if Trump wins? How could anyone on the right believe it if Biden wins? Yeah, that's where I've that too, man. Like with, with people voting on a proprietary voting machine behind the scenes and then them just spitting you out and them telling us what our votes said without verification, yeah. how... I am lost. I, I'm like, I am so far out of the political realm. I see no, no solution within that broken, within that, I guess you would call it obfuscated system. I, I can't, 
I, I can't. I don't know what what strings to pull on because I don't know where what they're connected to because I can't happens? see the code. What happens? What happens in 2024, the day after the election, and they say the winner of the 2024 race is insert candidate. Mm-hmm. What well, how, how are you going to prove? This country? Yeah, how are you going to prove it that you know that candidate didn't win or did win? You can't because, like Eaton said, who's it, counting our votes? We're not. But 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 I, I'm not even talking about that. It doesn't matter who wins. What happens to this country when one or the other wins? Well, it's going to fall apart regardless. I think. I mean, we saw the reaction to when Trump won. You see the 2020 riots. You see everything that happened, and then you see the reaction to when Biden wins. You know, either side is going to be very uncomfortable regardless of who wins. It's just a matter of you know which side is going to be more uncomfortable. And obviously the left is always going to be the more uncomfortable side when the opposing candidate wins. But I think the right, it's kind of scary because in this situation, it's like they're, they're trying to push the right into the extremism box that they've already labeled them in. That's their goal, I feel like here. They want these you know, right-wing terrorists and right-wing extremists to go out and act like Antifa. I mean, look at what they did with J6, right? Yeah. They, that, that is their goal, I think, here, because then they can say, look, you know, these people are insane. They're everything we've been telling you they are for the past 10 years. And it's just another, I feel like it's just going to be another step towards the ultimate dehumanization process that we're seeing in the country. Yeah, when, if, for instance, Biden wins in 24, and then people are just out of their minds frustrated with the system, whether Trump got elected, was in the election or not, they're going to look for like moral solace of some sort mm-hmm. to not go crazy. And it's really our job or the job of you listening, you like all of us to keep people sane, keep your friends and neighbors sane. Because if they do snap, they'll be used as an example, just like you're saying, yep. Taylor. And just what Hitler did when the Reichstag burned down, he blamed the communists and he sent the whole country into martial law. So do not step on that landmine. If Trump wins, the left will say, oh, no, the fascists are taking over. Mm-hmm. He's a criminal and he's been indicted and we all know it. He's trying to defraud this country. There's no way this is legitimate. Vladimir Putin's probably helping him. Then what? Oh, God. If Joe Biden wins, <clears throat> then the right is going to say, it's clearly the deep state. It's clearly fraud. What happens? I can't, I can't predict it. I have no idea. Well, did you None. see uh, the, the other day this? I don't remember you know, who it was. It was obviously a left wing. He's a fairly famous character. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and Rogan was pushing him. Uh, you know, on the question of, you know, are the Bidens corrupt? Like there's was clearly Jim evidence. Gaffigan? Oh, Jim, uh, yeah, Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just, it was clearly, he didn't believe in anything that he was saying. He was just stuttering and mumbling. He was trying he his hardest. To, I think no, he, he doesn't know it at all. Too. But I, I think, I think it just shows you that like, it doesn't matter what really happens. The left is going to be unhappy regardless. And they're just going to continue to get more unhappy. These aren't happy people, and they can never really achieve happiness or solitude in their political candidates. I mean, they're unhappy with Biden still. So I think you're just going to keep seeing both sides being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until there's finally a breaking point again like 2020 was. I think 2024 is going to be a breaking point. No, I think it is going to be, too. That's what Roseanne was saying. She was saying something to the fact there won't be an election. And the idea that there is no election is absurd, but it will be an election as... People will go vote. There will be ballots. But will anyone believe the results? It's a faux election. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it might be a real, it might be real, it might be legitimate, but, but no one will believe it no matter not what. be able to know, that's the problem. If we don't right. see the code tallying the votes but for that, us, that, how can we know? But that doesn't even matter because it's not all digital. Some is paper. Mm-hmm. Some, some, of, some of these places do take paper ballots. The yeah. point is, it doesn't matter if, if the vote is two people and you and I walk in the room and I hold up a sign saying Trump. And you'll up a sign saying Trump and we go, there it is. Trump won. The left won't care. Mm-hmm. They'll say it doesn't matter that he won 
fascists have taken over and now you must resist. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Whoever seizes the power at the top, it doesn't really matter to the crowd, to the to the people, to the culture. And that's why I'm so heavily focused on creating songs and, and movies right now. I don't it doesn't seem like it's a direct line to salvation, like make a hit movie, but I mean it can't hurt. It can only do good. And I know that during World War II, artists thrived, you know, in, in deep, dark times is when people really, really need someone to make them laugh or to make them smile or to give them hope. So maybe maybe that'll, well, maybe it, that'll do You something. see that all throughout history is that's when artists thrive is the darkest times throughout history and not just that, but musicians, people that give somebody hope, even if it's, you know, through a dark message. They're, they're always going to thrive because people are always looking for something to latch on to. Because in a society, what are you going to latch on to now? What, child drag shows? Like, what moral things are in America right now and as it declines even more for you to latch on to and to be proud of? There's pretty much nothing. Yeah, we need structural reorganization in the United States big time, man. I don't know if the three branches of government's enough, if we need a fourth branch of government. There's like the National Initiative. Mike Gravel was working on the National Initiative before he passed away. That's an interesting concept. That Mike Gravel is a communist. <laughs> I don't think so. That <laughs> guy wasn't. was lit. His, it's the young guys he let take over. The people run running his, his Twitter account have kind of trash, dragged it through the mud. No offense, guys. I don't know if you actually have, but I, I have not been. It's not Mike Gravel. Let's put it that if way. If you're communist, I'm comfortable with the offense. Um, so if we, need, <laughs> if we need a fourth branch of government so the people have more of a voice in writing and creating laws and passing them into the Senate, because right now it's like a monopoly of like 300, 400 people that get to, get to do that. But can you really I don't want trust more the laws, yeah, though. I was, was going to say, can you really trust the government to give people more power? Because whenever, you know, they've... They've tried to give people more power. It ends up with them having laws, less power. We are the government. In, laws inherently do not empower people. But we like also, every law that the government passes or that, that gets passed takes power away from the individual and from the people. So you would be able to repeal laws also to give the national initiative. I'm not sure if that's written in, but let's do it. Give people the opportunity but to repeal laws. But also who's in charge of repealing the laws and instating new laws? That's where you run into the problem in the roadblock because not everybody's going to agree with the new and laws. And why would the government want, why would the government allow a new branch, the existing government, the, the, the probably the Congress or and the, the executive. But why would the government allow a new branch to repeal laws when Congress is fully empowered to do that now? It would be still the Senate. It and would have law, to go to and, the Senate. And laws don't matter at all anyway. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Enforcement is what matters. <clears throat> so either we, you know, if we want there to truly be changes in this country, it has to be cultural, meaning the people genuinely agree that mm -hmm. something is over the line and other things are not. And that's where a lot of the culture war, culture war stuff is, is taking place in areas where the right and the left fundamentally disagree on what is okay and what isn't okay. Like, for instance, many liberals are okay with books like Genderqueer and This mm -hmm. Book is Gay, which contain sexually graphic images. They're okay with those books being given to minor children for whatever reason. And then people on the right are not okay with that. The law is clear. You can't allow this, but police will not enforce it, yep. period. Yeah, so it's I'll, a cultural issue. Mm -hmm. I've only ever seen the police, like, referring to child drag shows, which is clear. I mean, sexual manipulate. I mean... You're taking advantage of these kids in an intentional way and corrupting their minds. And, you know, I've covered over probably 50 of these just in Texas alone. There has only been one single one where anything was enforced, and it wasn't against the drag performers. It was against Antifa. So they're, they're not unwilling to enforce it, even though it's clearly stated that it's against the law. And then we have SB 12 passed, which in September it's going to go into state that it actually is against the law. They'll revoke business licenses. There'll be jail time, amongst other things. But it's still going to happen and none of it's going to be enforced. We, we need to show people like when I pick up that book, Gender Queer, and I turn to the page where the, the young kid has like a strap on and the other kids like 
getting down to go go down on this other kid. You're like, if I sh- maybe someone needs to see me showing a 14 year old that to see how I horrific mean, it is. But even like, go to jail. So wake up, I, exactly. It's, but it's uh, how can that? The, the we can't just put it behind a curtain and say it's fine. Like you cannot let that happen. Sorry, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, but the, the left does allow it to happen. Ian, you're That's not a communist. You go to jail. It's because they're they they communists. They're protected. I think it's because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know it's happening, and they're just going along with it. Like Emma no. Vigeland was on the culture where she's like, "Oh yeah, that book's great." Didn't even know what she was talking about. She didn't know. Had never obviously never but, read the but, book. But, but that's that that matters to a certain degree. But the real issue is there's a there's a video of a, of a guy backing away from Antifa in Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're threatening him with weapons, and the cops pull up, jump out, and arrest the victim. If you Tried saying, everyone, look at this book. Look what they're doing to kids. They'll be like, oh, yeah. well, you just committed a crime. Even Ian. in courtrooms, they're like, don't. It's too graphic. Don't show us. We well, can't know. And you're like, dude, you got to know, is, man. Don't, don't if a teacher shows it to a kid, necrosis. nothing will happen. If you are an opponent of the communists and you show it, you will be arrested. Well, look, at it's a perfect example with, with, with this topic. I mean, you look at the 2020 riots, right? And then the one time the right decides to riot, look at the prosecution difference. I mean, when the dissenters do something that they're not supposed to, you know, while the other side's completely allowed to, it's just as illegal. They paid to. Antifa millions of dollars mm-hmm. when they rioted in D.C. during Trump's inauguration. They smashed buildings. They caused millions of dollars in damage. They caused. They destroyed private vehicles, set fires in the streets, torched a limousine. And then when the police arrested them, the cops got in trouble and the city mm-hmm. paid out millions of dollars to Antifa as the victims. And then a couple of years later, the uh, vice president was hawking or uh, plugging their For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Uh, defense fund mm-hmm. well you look at the portland uh, defense fund with rose city antifa and those groups when i went to jail with them in 2020 i mean i was talking to them they have millions of dollars in that defense fund when i last talked to them it was like 3.8 million dollars and all that money is recycled because they're not getting prosecuted they show up to their trial they don't get prosecuted that money goes right back in and it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking <laughs> but yeah. you don't see anything like that on the right who has control of that fund I don't know. Well, somebody DNC. somebody has control. So how do we Act get in? Blue. How do we fix this stuff, man? How do we get in there and, and make this like us? Literally? I think it all comes down to culture. I think that's the most understated and, you know, I mean, I would say underestimated aspect. And Tim has done really, I mean, this whole crew has done really good on hitting on the culture more so than anybody on the right. Is we should be making movies like Daily Wire. We should be making songs like Tim. You have to affect the culture to change it. I mean, you got to change people's minds. And that is through culture. Let's uh, let's jump to the story. We got this one from CW Atlanta security barricades placed around Fulton County Courthouse in Atlanta. They are slow rolling this one and we know what's about to happen. Fulton County DA says her team's work is accomplished, setting stage for Trump indictment oh. announcement. As many as 18 <laughs> people could be charged in connection with attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. I ain't mad at the Democrats. I'm not mad. I'm, well, at, the, I'm, at, using I'm, their power. I'm mad at the Republicans. Yep. The Republicans in all of these different states and all these different places do nothing. Well, they don't use their power. Even when we do have, even when the right does have power, they don't use it. They refuse to use it because they don't want to be seen as, you know, these right wing fascist dictators. But the left, they don't I don't, care. I don't believe, I don't know. I believe that. I think that the Republicans who are claiming they don't want to be tyrannical are actually just in on it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's a uniparty through and through. You know, you yep. have a select few people, you know, congressmen, representatives that maybe not be a part of it. They but were not happy at the that same Trump time. Won. Yeah, there, there's always going to be conflict. And the uniparty is still strong and it's going to stay strong. It's just a matter of breaking that up. Which, where, where, how do you do that? Where are we at with impeaching Joe Biden over his mm-hmm. obvious and discernible shady business dealings with his son? Where where are we at there? Uh, it, uh, Kevin McCarthy said, we are now going to begin the process of beginning an inquiry into impeachment. Yep. So, so it'll never happen. So now, now we're at the point where we've decided to start the process of asking the question, does this rise to the level of impeachment? Which we already know it clearly does, but. It's just a pony show. That's really all it is. It's just for show. It's to give people false hope and say, oh, Afghanistan look, they're fighting back. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have been, I think he could have been impeached within his first month in office. I mean, with all the evidence, even there was enough evidence with Hunter Biden and yeah, but, Burisma but, but, and everything. But if you want to make an argument that those were pre-Biden presidency, yeah. then okay, then Afghanistan outright. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was such a disaster and utter failure. It, all, it warrants removal, in my opinion. Yep. All the stuff that's coming out about Burisma and Ukraine mm-hmm. and stuff that the that's plenty of reason to impeach there's that there's sufficient evidence yeah the just the uh the testimony from uh what's his name last night or whatever the the guest on the show last night no no the uh the whistleblower well yeah the whistleblower um i mean joe biden was listening to all the conversations joe biden would call all of hunter biden's uh business partners and stuff like that associates Mm -hmm. just to just to be like hey i'm joe biden he's actually like he can actually get me to to you know help out if he needs if he needs help so you should probably do what he says that's exactly what it was it was it's as it's clear corruption and i i don't know like i said i don't like i said last night i don't have a whole lot of hope in any kind of you know impeachment or any kind of actual republicans don't do anything yeah Mm -hmm. No, Even at the state no. level, what we're looking at with the Fulton <clears throat> County DA, this is this is local politics <clears throat> going after Trump, trying to stop him from being able to run. They don't want an election. The Democrats are doing this because they know they lose. They will lose in if, if everything is done standard fare. I wonder if they would like lose like in a landslide because like this, the majority of people are like really over the. Well, once the you once you LGBT touch people's stuff. money, it's over. Once you touch people's money, I think that's the biggest indicator I have. Left-wing people that I talk to all the time that are huh? suffering financially. That's the biggest hit, I think, that you can do on somebody is once you mess with somebody's pockets, they're going to notice. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, there's there's sufficient reason for the, for the American people to not like Joe Biden. There is mm-hmm. ample reason. I don't think that... That he's a popular president. I don't think you need to convince people that Joe Biden has done, you know, a bad job. I, I don't think that's the argument that the I think uh, that anyone really needs to make. I think people need to read, you know, more history if you look at countries that fall into revolution or civil war. Because what's happening now with the indictment of Donald Trump, the third, technically, what would have been the third indictment, potentially moving to the fourth? This is worse than what happened in some of the, you know, uh, greater revolutions and civil wars throughout history uh, up to a certain point, obviously. So, you know, I was reading about the uh, the revolutions in Russia, Tsar Nicholas and things like that, the Spanish Civil War, Weimar Germany. And there were things that happened that were considered to be major catalysts of revolution and civil war that were not on par with one leader weaponizing government against his rival political faction to this degree. Some of these major political moments were like a referendum was held and power was transferred from the executive branch to the, you know, to parliament. 
And it's like that was considered a great revolution and things like that. It was like a tremendous moment happened when the monarchy transferred certain executive powers to par- for parliamentary decisions. And they call that the great upheaval or something like that. This is Joe Biden is trying to physically remove his, his principal rival because he's losing in the polls. Well, I don't know about because he's losing in the polls. I think he would do that even if he was winning the polls. Well, but what I mean is but like, yeah. we can we can we can look at the polls and see Biden's losing. Yeah. And it would seem that the only reason to really go after Trump in this way is because they know they can't win. Like like I said earlier today, I, I think that that this is bigger than Trump. I think that this is about making a statement about people that are outsiders, not even really attempting to get into the the office and 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 kind of bust your way into the inner circle and try to make changes and make demands. I really think that the 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 established bureaucracy really hates Trump because he would have made significant changes if he if they allowed him to. We got a statement. I want to read Trump's statement. He issued, he responded to the indictment. He says, "This is nothing more than the latest corrupt chapter in the continued pathetic attempt." by the Biden crime family and their weaponized Department of Justice to interfere in the 2024 presidential election, in which President Trump is the undisputed frontrunner and leading by substantial margins. But why did they wait two and a half years to bring these fake charges right in the middle of President Trump's winning campaign for 2024? Why was it it announced the day after the big crooked Joe Biden scandal broke out from the House of Congress? The answer is election interference. The lawlessness of these persecutions of President Trump and his supporters is reminiscent of Nazi Germany in the 1930s, the former Soviet Union, and the authoritarian dictatorial regimes, and other authoritarian dictatorial regimes. President Trump has always followed the law and the Constitution with advice from many highly accomplished attorneys. These un-American witch hunts will fail, and President Trump will be re-elected to the White House so we can save our country from the abuse, incompetence, and corruption that is running through the veins of our country at levels never seen before. Three years ago, we had strong borders, energy independence, no inflation, and a great economy. Today, we are a nation in decline. President Trump will not be deterred by disgraceful and unprecedented political targeting. Well, I don't think, I think we were still in decline. We were just in a bubble. Uh, The Federal Reserve screwed us. 2007 was the obvious example of how we're in decline. We've been in decline since we went on fiat currency. So I can't stand when Trump takes credit for a booming economy when it was a bubble. But that part other than that part he's this sounds about right you do not per- politically persecute your opponents in the middle of an election season the day after your son gets shown for being corrupt i mean this, this is what so- they claimed trump was doing mm-hmm. the they claimed trump was trying to dig up dirt on joe biden and that was impeachable offense joe biden is literally indicting the front runner and they're like it's a good thing these are evil people. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They know they are evil. Yeah, I agree with well, Phil typical, there. Blame others of what you're guilty of. That's really what we're seeing here, and they're just going to continue to do so. And, and, they're, and the they, Republicans do nothing. They're guarding that inner circle of the uniparty. Like, Hillary's still pissed that Trump said, you'd be in jail on the state. Humiliated yeah. her. Like, she's not going to let that go. She's going to watch till her last day on Earth. She's going to be wanting to make that guy's life miserable. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of connections and a lot of power in the U.S. government, obviously. Um and it's I th- it, that's why I get to the point where I'm like nothing I can do can help this system. Nothing I can do politically can help. If I I don't even want Trump to get elected, but if I want to, nothing I can do could help him get elected. Nothing. All I can do is make hit records, and maybe people will cry in their sleep and realize that life's not so bad and forgive I mean, each other. Helping <laughs> someone get elected is quite simple. If you go to someone and say register to vote and vote for Trump, you are helping Trump get elected. 
I just got blackmailed right there. The reason I said no, I feel like nothing I can do is because I feel like if I got a hundred million, if a million people registered, it would just it doesn't matter because I don't I can't read the vote tally. You got to prove to me that that voting system is legit. If you're gonna do that in secret, then I don't have any evidence that you're doing it right. It's like secret ballot has always been the thing in the U.S. Like, well, we don't we don't get to see who voted for who. Yeah, but the idea that we take all the ballots send them to a private company that goes behind a black curtain and comes out and says, trust us, this guy won. Yep. Yeah, but BS. That, that, that's, we can't, we can't work that way. And so now we're seeing there's been, there's been like court rulings overturning these, these attempts to stop universal mail-in voting and things like this. If it, if it comes down to ease of access for random people to vote, Democrats are for it. If it comes down to security, Republicans are for it. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, only... I'm neither. I just want like secure, I mean, is secure the right one? Sorry to interrupt you. What were you about to say? I, I just want transparency in my election process. So that's security. Yeah. You want, it's, it's a, that's what the right security, wants, yeah. and that's what this whole thing has been about, is we want fair and free elections. We want transparent elections. You, you but, have to. But then I could see, like, the if the mob truly voted in a psychopath, you want, like, someone behind this curtain being like, uh, psychopaths can't get in or we'll lose everything. No. Okay, let's... No... Well, I mean, I you mean, look at, like, if you're actually talking about a psychopath, right, like, majority of CEOs are psychopaths. You, you, I'd say a good majority of our presidents have been psychopaths, because you need that extra edge. I mean, I, I say God, you know, gifted us psychopaths for a reason. Granted, not a lot of them are great, but we need them in society. They're a natural occurring Let process. me Let me read this tweet from uh, Jack Posobiec. He said, the Trump case has been assigned to U.S. District Judge Tanya S. Chutkan. According to the court docket, Chutkan, an Obama appointee, is the only federal judge in D.C., who has sentenced J6 defendants to sentences, sentences longer than the government had requested. Very obvious where this is going. Yep. Y'all are in a civil war and people like to ignore it, but just read about the U.S. Civil War, the Spanish Civil War, the, 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 the Russian revolutions. There was more than one. Read about the French Revolution. More than one. And it's interesting how they kind of like, like 75 years to figure out how to like have a proper government. That's <laughs> the French. Like yeah. Yeah. It's like like, the, I, I was re like, first they had a revolution and then Napoleon became emperor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and, and then, then another yeah. revolution. They had a revolution that went wrong and then Rob they started killing people. That was the big problem. That was that back before Napoleon. And then after Robespierre was killed, there was some turmoil. Then Napoleon was but read one about of them. Russia. He was like, I'll take mm -hmm. it. And the Bolsheviks read mm -hmm. about Ru mm -hmm. Russia is particularly interesting. Failed leadership. People were unhappy is a simple way to put it. And so you take a look at what's going on now, and this reaches the level of historical, historical revolution, civil war, or collapse. And it makes sense on the timeline of history, because all the cultures of Earth are blending now and causing mass chaos in the United States, particularly as the, like the, as the front runner. So it makes sense that we'd be facing revolutionary pressure or, or civil unrest or civil war-like pressure. It makes total sense. Now we just got to see how do we fortify against it because if, if it's obvious that it's happening it makes sense that it would be happening then there's got to be an antidote but how do you fortify against something when you don't control the institutions we don't control any sort of power whatsoever regarding the institutions and the institutions are going to be where the majority of the ideological uh basically brainwashing is carried out i guess you build your own institutions it's challenging when you're up against a monopoly um like mines is like a social network that's free software uh has no political leanings um you know, Daily Wire is a good example of something that appeared out of, uh, uh, or like uh, Angel Studios, you know, that's kind of a new institution that can make whatever movie they want, mm -hmm. and it'll get put in movie theaters around the world, regardless of the gatekeeps. That's one way to do it. Well, let's talk about this. While they are accusing Donald Trump 
of instigating <laughs> January 6th. We have new evidence as to who actually was behind January 6th. And it was, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Rogan. That's right. Ray Epps' attorney responds to allegations of Klein's involvement in January 6th. He said the absurdity of the conspiracy theory does not stand in the way of it being spread and weaponized uh, to harm Ray. If Mr. Rogan is truly interested in focusing on who instigated the attack on the Capitol, he would find more truth looking at the mirror than he does in focusing on a wedding venue owner from Arizona. So basically, my eyes must have lied to me on January 6th when I witnessed Ray Epps whisper to Ryan Sampson and the barriers went down. It must have actually been Joe Rogan doing the whisper in that day. Ray Epps is on camera yelling at people to go into the Capitol. Well, he's on camera. And then he's on the front line the Trump thing as the barricades are cops. torn down. Mm-hmm. Well, was, I don't know. He was ramming cops. He, he was holding a barrier that eventually ended up ramming cops, a huge Trump sign that they picked up sideways. Well, holding and they a had barrier, I don't know officers. what that means. I can tell you that the dude told people mm -hmm. to go in the building. And that is on the front line when they yep. breach the Capitol grounds. That's enough for well, me. Well, and then I remember seeing him multiple times throughout the day on the initial breach, you know, in the secondary breach. I mean, right as everything really hit the fan, that's when he backed off. He just backed off and kind of faded away into the crowd and just watched it all take place. So, so I don't know if any of this proves that he's a Fed. A lot of people think he is. But I do think it's absolutely fascinating that the lawyer is trying to say that Joe Rogan in any way instigated January 6th. When Rogan's never even had Trump on his podcast. Oh, and he refuses to have Trump on his podcast from what I'm aware of. I don't know if that's, I think that's the media exaggerating. Mm. I think it's more like Joe doesn't, probably doesn't care all that much. I mean, he already has what, the largest podcast in the entire He hasn't had Biden world, on so. either, so. He yeah. wanted to have him on early, early on 2019 or something. And then I've heard that he doesn't, he's kind of given up. He's like, I'm not, I'm not getting involved with that. Thanks. I don't know. It feels Thanks, like after God, the Spotify your, deal, it's, it's, it's a different show. Absolutely. Pre-Spotify, it was like the craziest and Alex biggest Jones guests and <laughs> ever. And now, post-Spotify, it's people he finds interesting and wants to hang out with and just talk to. It seems like he, he, he was able to, like, with a guaranteed revenue stream, just make the show about the conversations he wants to have. That's but nice. I digress. Tim this is the narrative that they, that they push, right? In the indictment against Donald Trump, they say he was spreading false narratives. What they're really saying is... He spread a narrative that defied the corporate press. What they're saying here now is Joe Rogan speaks a narrative that defies the corporate press. Therefore, you are the enemy. You are their enemy and you are the one causing all the problems. The solution, of course, I think is cultural. Anyone right? that pushes back gets thrown into the basket of deplorables. Yep. Anyone that doesn't totally accept the official narrative, you're cast into the into the the Trump supporting racist bigot uh, you know misogynist sexist what you know the well, whole it, nine. it works it it's, works but at the same time i think it's going to reach a point because it's happening so much more consistently with people that are clearly not trump supporters aren't you know right-wing fascists or what they're being labeled that you're throwing so many people that don't qualify into this basket that eventually the basket is going to be too full and you're going to be outnumbered because they're turning on their own yeah. I mean, in a lot of these cases. Also, if enough people speak out against the corporate media at the same time, people don't get grabbed. It's only when like they'll go after and it's easy to go after individuals after a couple of weeks go by. You're like, all right, that one guy made too much noise about it on Tuesday. But like if, if everyone's or enough people are just launching about the obvious fraudulence or or mistakes and things it's this is what i'm saying about culture if change. if the culture is you get a million views on tiktok and youtube when you insult joe biden joe biden loses the election yep. 
that's the culture that needs to be built. That's why they employ these like young Gen Z influencers. Well, and the, they also know. allow the left wing influencers on and then immediately remove the right wing influencers from what I've seen. I mean, I had a TikTok, it was like 260,000 oh, yeah. followers. It's striked, it's, gone, it's not no even, it's Tim Cast IRL's banned. Yeah, it's not, but it's we not. We may have even launched a new one though. It's not just the political people. Like Ronnie Radke just got mm -hmm. his TikTok. Uh, he's, Ronnie Radke is the singer of a band called uh, Falling in Reverse. Um, and they're great mass, band. massive, massive. He got he got banned. He just got his TikTok banned because he was making talking about trans people, and I'm not sure exactly what he said. I didn't. I don't have the uh, the stuff in front of the me. The trans script. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry. No. Well, I mean, I don't. He was he was talking about trans people. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what he said, but and they they banned him. And like I said, this guy, I mean, the, he is fairly like controversial in the in the rock and heavy metal world in that he's he's he you know he's a rock rock star you know i mean he i think he threw a, a mic stand into the crowd one time and he gets into beef with people on twitter and and you know he doesn't do what he's quote unquote supposed to do but they you know they they booted him off of uh off of tiktok and and that's He's not a political guy. He just said something that was politically incorrect. It sounds a lot like the guy sitting right next to me. <laughs> I'm well. I mean, I've said some things. A rock singer. That's Ronnie Radke's description on uh, FallingInReverse.com. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting to Google your name and and see uh, you know the right wing label slapped on your Wikipedia. Oh, oh well, not, I don't know about my Wikipedia, but if you go to any of the the metal blogs, most of them. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those they, articles yeah, before. They don't like me, and I don't care because they're scum. I've never had a TikTok. Anecdotally, I don't, I don't hate people involved in the Chinese Communist Party. It's a little concerning to have a uniparty dictating central planning of a system. Um, I don't hate those people. I will never use. I should maybe never never say never, but I have no interest in using that uh, manipulative trash TikTok. But you junk. look at the, you look at the massive reach though. TikTok, the amount of views they bring in, it blows other platforms and anybody can go viral. That's that's the nice thing about TikTok, but the right needs to use that. That's a sad reality of it. You need the right on TikTok. You need their ideas because that's where young kids, I mean that's this is what they do all day. They just swipe so, and swipe. It doesn't say on your Wikipedia page that you're right wing, but it does smear you pretty bad. It says that you're a fan of Taylor Swift. I uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes the internet uh gets something right, you know. Is that love yeah, that, story? It, it just says that you're a, you're a recurring guest on this show and you're a libertarian or something. That's cool. Move to New Hampshire to join the libertarian movement. So when you said everyone's got to use the, or you got to use TikTok to get through to the people, I feel like that's like saying here, if we were in a war or something, you're like, here, use the enemy's weapons that are tracking your every move because they're better weapons. Yeah, I'm but like, you're going to be tracked yeah. regardless. Look at Instagram, look at Twitter. <laughs> I mean, all of these are data harvesting companies. You're tracked no matter what. You have an electronic device in your pocket at all times. You know, the TikTok isn't going to track you any better than all these other apps that are harvesting. It's not the, the apps themselves. It's, it's the, the CCP yeah, that's just the phone. I don't want the CCP to be tracking me. Yeah, I, I, think, I, don't I think the least the of your worries, though, are the CCP, right? Like, your own government has been weaponized against you right now. They're the ones you should be worried about. Of course, but CCP is a threat. I don't know. I you mean, don't, that... I think it's much more threatening. The Chinese Communist Party is much more threatening to American civilians. Than I agree. And you don't want to be on TikTok because... This idea that you join TikTok for the purpose of engaging in that conflict, 
perhaps makes sense to a certain degree, but we want to force the conversation onto the platforms where we have more control. Yeah, I can agree with that. But, but at the but, same time, TikTok, you can transfer those, you know, your audience <coughs> off of that to the necessary I agree. platforms like I X. That's I actually really hard. That's why they ban you. Tick, yeah, well, TikTok, that was my hardest thing is, you know, I had 260,000 followers, but it was the actual return rate to your other platforms. But if you gather enough followers, you get enough engagement, you do get a little bit of return rate there. But you also want to make sure you're on, pla on these platforms so you can push back to the extent exactly. you're able to push back. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, then, there's upsides and downsides, of course, to it all. But I, I think in the end, you know, it would be beneficial for the right at least to have some sort of presence the, on the app. Yeah, the only problem with having TikTok is like having it on your phone that you use yep. and, and it's constantly trying to get into your phone book and stuff like that. Like, like that's the problem. Otherwise, like the, the access and the reach that mm -hmm. you can get, there's, no, there's nothing bad about that. Yeah, to be honest with you, I wish that like, uh, Instagram and and other social media uh, sites would be a little more forthcoming about how yep. you massage the algorithm and how you make sure to get your stuff in. Because if you go to TikTok and you go to the the creators page or whatever, they give you it tells the, you how they to give go you viral. yeah list yep. right down the list, and you can you can hit all the bullet points, and you will go from having no one to having tons and tons of followers. Well, you can TikTok is the quick. only platform where you can gain hundreds of thousands of followers in less than twenty four hours. Yeah. it's insane. It can be crazy. There's so many people. I, is it and real? I, I can't believe. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't. I, I don't, don't think it is. Sorry, Phil. Were you? I don't think. I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they're shoving AI followers down your throat to make, make Americans to think they're getting something out yeah. of it. We've talked about it before. The way the way you start a social media network, anyone can do this right now. Start a, start a social media network. Put out advertisements to uh, you know a certain age demographic, a younger age demographic, eighteen year olds. When they sign up. Start giving them followers rather quickly, yep. fake ones, and they feel like they're getting social. It's uh, a dopamine like, hit, right. Over and over. Again. Then when they post, you give them more likes. Then what happens is, eighteen-year-old kid who's a freshman in college or a senior in high school goes to his friends and goes, "I'm on Labonte.com and I've already got ten thousand followers." And they're like, "You have ten thousand followers? Like, you're on that stupid old school YouTube? I'm on Labonte.com." Yep. And then all of a sudden, these other kids are like, "I want to get followers too," mm -hmm. and they all start signing up. All their followers are fake. But this attracts everyone to the platform. Exactly. So I don't believe TikTok's real. At this point, maybe to a certain degree. But I still think, you know, I'll just put it this way. I, they, 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 in my opinion, there's a strong likelihood that they did something that effect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I got it. I remember one of my first videos called, like, ever was like a million likes. It wasn't was it? Wasn't it two different apps before? It was called like Musical.ly and like Lively or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it used to be a dancing app. Musically, it was like a lip syncing dancing right. app. Yeah. And then they merged two apps and turned it into TikTok. Do you pay it on TikTok? You can, you can for creator funds, but only if you tow the lines and you're making dancing TikToks. You know, as a political commentator, you're not getting paid from TikTok. So your your first video went viral. My first very video, it was when I was painting murals when I was doing activism before journalism, got over a million likes. How how soon? How fast? After that was within it? four days. Cool. It was insane, and I went over from. I mean, I think I had a hundred thousand plus followers after just one video, wow. and then every single video I posted after that well over i mean a million views it was you know there was good engagement but you don't know if that's real or fake or not at the same time so there there were two apps tiktok did launch and there was also musically they bought musically and then merged it in okay. and then got rid of musically musically was the lip-syncing app yep i knew people who had accounts and they were telling me how i gotta get on the platform because it was way better and they have hundreds of thousands of followers or one person was like i have a million followers and i was like let me pull up the app and i pulled it up and it was like all of the comments were just like sweet, rad, yep. nice. The most so automated cool. responses yeah. ever. And I was like, 
I don't. I don't think you no, actually. You but, don't have that many yeah. at all. But you know what the thing is, they don't care. Mm -mm. All they want to do is go to advertisers and be able to say, "Hey, look, they may be lying. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to accuse, accuse anyone of committing, a of committing a crime." Then these these creators and influencers can go to ad, ad, ad agencies and say, "I get a billion views per month." Yep. And they'll be like, "Wow, what do you want?" And that's it. And you that, get money. That could be a scandal that's uncovered later, where we're like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, I'll tell you about gate. a meeting I had uh, with Discovery in uh, Discovery Channel in San Francisco, where we sat down, and this is probably ten years ago. This is probably eight years ago. And they said, "What do you think about Facebook?" Yes, yeah, so it was probably about nine, eight or nine years ago. What do you think about Facebook videos versus YouTube? And I said, "YouTube is clearly where it's at in terms of cultural influence." This is a decade ago, by mind, mind you. And then the one guy, this one guy goes, yeah, but on Facebook, we're getting 10 times the views. And I'm like, are you really getting the views? Well, or is someone scrolling past the video yep. and it's adding to the count? Whereas YouTube is someone actually watches the video. Well, and it shows you the average watch time in a much and more detail. In this lunch, it was more than just Discovery. I can't remember who said it because it's been like a decade. But someone said something like, you know what? Ultimately, it doesn't matter because these are the numbers we deliver to advertisers. Yep. And so they were like, let's just go to the advertisers and say, we got 100 million views. And I think there's a lawsuit over this because uh, advertisers, were, were, advertisers were buying view on views on Facebook for these videos. They were buying impressions and they weren't getting delivered anything legitimate. I want like on YouTube, all my subscribers, I want a button that will let me clear anyone that subscribed to me that hasn't logged into YouTube in the last year. I want them removed. Subscribers, yeah. I don't want those numbers. I want real numbers, even if it's less. Yo, Ronnie said that men can't have a period, and that's why he lost his TikTok. Wow. Honestly, worth it. Worth it. Yeah, Good for him. Because he's totally telling the truth. When I got into Minds, we started building free software. I became a bit of a zealot. Like, I'm just going to stop using the proprietary crap. I'm going to stop using YouTube, stop using Twitter, stop using Facebook. And Bill, the CEO of Minds, convinced me, like, just keep using that stuff. It's It feels dirty, but, like, it's market research. Yep. So maybe there's an argument to use TikTok. I just feel like I'll get banned within, you know, a month or oh, two you will if be. I yeah, talk about will. free speech. <clears throat> Let's jump to this story from TimGas.com. New 2024 polls show Biden uh, alternately tying with and sliding behind Trump. Despite the possibility of four separate sets of indictments, support for Trump remains strong. This is bad news. They say a key strategy for Biden's re-election bid will be branding Trumpism and MAGA threat to America, casting Trump supporters as far-right authoritarians, as Axios described. And let me also add personally, one tactic of Joe Biden is to criminally indict his the, his opponent because Clearly. he can't win legitimately. Interactive polls show that Donald Trump is beating Biden by three points among moderate independents. He's up nine in swing states. Trump is up nine. This is bad news for Joe Biden and may explain why they're so desperately going after Trump with these indictments because Trump's going to win. And, you know, we had people we had, uh, you know, Liam last night. He was convinced Trump could not win because the deep state would not allow it to happen. And, and I'm just like, they allowed it in 2016 then? Is, like, is, that, is that the argument? Mm -hmm. In 2016, the deep state went like, oops, Trump won? Maybe? I think so. Because the way he was saying and what I agree with is that now that he's said, when I get back in, all of you in the deep state are going to be fired. They're like, okay, this isn't the Trump from 2016. Now it's a different guy with a different motive. And I still don't think it means they're powerful enough to stop him from winning. They can certainly throw roadblocks in the way and try and go up against him and That's criminally charge right him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it does not mean, look, his polls are going to skyrocket because of this. His fundraising is going to skyrocket because of this. They cannot stop him. They're making, they're playing the game in desperation. Yeah. They are thrashing about as they drown. Well, 
the reality of it is, is all this propaganda and the fake indictments wouldn't be necessary if they didn't think he could win. They would just leave him alone. Exactly. And so what I see with this is, as we have tremendous victories with, say, Bud Light and things like this on cultural fronts and Sound of Freedom, they're going for the only thing they have left, which is raw government power. Yep. They are losing culturally. Their shows are getting roasted. Alter alternate uh, independent media is starting to rise. Bud Light lost a quarter of its market share from endorsing this stuff. Not popular. Nobody likes it. Trump, is, his popularity is going up. He's, he's improving in the polls. The only thing they have left is truncheons. Do you think that if we replaced a lot of the people in the government that it would work better? Do you think it's a problem is personnel or is it structure? Both. Eliminate. Like you eliminate well, jobs. I'll say this. I'll, well, hold on. You, you replace a lot of people, it'll be better for sure. You eliminate a lot of positions and departments and replace people, we can fix the problem. Yep. Okay. Well, it's just like with the FBI. Yeah. You can't just get new people. You need to gut the agency, figure out what powers they have, what powers they don't, so and then they can't go out on a rampage like they have been the past two years again. But let's, uh, let's add into the mix the other question in this presidential debate. If Trump is indicted and removed, will Ron DeSantis be the nominee? And uh, ultimately, let's just uh, let's just talk a little bit about where Ron DeSantis's campaign is at. And my friends, <laughs> the latest reporting that's come out about Ron DeSantis's campaign is I'll call it heartbreaking because I think back to the promise we saw with the Ron DeSantis campaign, somebody who was pushing good culture war policy who was uh, pushing a lot of the same policies as Trump, but with more tact, youth, and vigor. And then Ron DeSantis burned it all to the ground. Yep. And, I, and I do hold him personally responsible. I understand that it's his PR and communications team that are ultimately sinking everything around him. But the fact that he has not fired Christina Peshaw at this point, despite every insane error she's made, he's just like, nah, keep doing your thing, even though he's collapsed in the polls. He's basically no longer even in the race. Well, you saw the the statement that like the internal statement that was leaked of what was it? Hit the brakes on what doesn't work. Hit the gas on what does. It's like then wow, you think so you smart. would hit the brake on Christina Pushball because this is clearly not working for this campaign. This, who this, said this, to hit this the brakes? Was that DeSantis himself? It was. It was the communications director. You know, basically this, sending it out to the influencers. This story from Semaphore about Ron DeSantis blew my effing mind. The video with the sun in red, the black sun, <laughs> was made by his campaign. They outsourced the video to a third party, and the dude who made it retweeted it. They fired him, threw him under the bus. This is the, 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 the anti-LGBT, uh, I, I shouldn't call that, the, the, the video they made criticizing Trump's stance on LGBT issues, made in-house, outsourced, so they could have plausible deniability. Yep. The, the, the video in which Ron DeSantis is uh, appearing before a spiraling Nazi Sonnenrad symbol with soldiers, with marching. soldiers <laughs> marching towards it was made by a camp by one of their I believe it was a campaign staffer. And then. Sent to a third party and retweeted and we have it here. Check this out. The scoop. Senior aides at DeSantis oversaw the campaign's high-risk strategy of laundering incendiary videos produced by their staff through allied anonymous Twitter accounts, a set of internal campaign communications obtained by Semaphore Reveals. The videos include two that have, cr that have created distract uh, recurring distractions for his campaign. Check it out. They say, screenshots of the war room chat reviewed by Semaphore included staffers praising a widely derided and since deleted video originally posted on an anonymous account, Ron DeSantis fan cams, that included a version of the sun in red, a symbol associated with Nazi Germany. Quote, 
This belongs in the Smithsonian, wrote Kyle Lamb, the campaign's director of research and data, before the video blew up in the campaign's face. He was among the 38 staffers laid off in recent weeks amid a campaign reset. Messages <laughs> viewed by Semaphore also show members of the War Room group actively sharing images to put in the video while it was in the editing process, though not the sign in red symbol that was in the final version. The big, the big issue here that I want to bring up to, check it out. The campaign has never publicly confirmed or denied ownership over the LGBT and Sun and Red videos, which staffers retweeted after they were posted by anonymous accounts. They recently fired one aide, Nate Hockman, who shared the latter video and, according to an Axios report, created it. You should is, have that guy amazing. on the show. I wonder if he'll talk. Oh, you know, I bet uh, he would. Let, <laughs> me just, let me just tell you, Tim, Tim Cast has reached out, and this is a, a, a while ago, to the DeSantis campaign to have someone come on the show for a polite, normal discussion, and they refuse. I, I was just thinking, I think Ron needs less social media presence, but more focused, honest stuff. But then I'm like, well, wh why am I thinking that? When I think of Vivek Ramaswamy, I yep. think more social media, more well, I, everything I don't think, you're doing. Even if they knock Trump out, I don't think DeSantis has a chance. I mean, after everything, his campaign is just crashing and burning day by day, worse and worse. I think Vivek is, is the guy. I mean, if, if he steps up, Vivek seems like a much more optional candidate. He and so here, a reasonable here's the, candidate. Here's the thing with Vivek. Someone Vivek. will Vivek. Yeah, yeah. Like Vivek. Okay. That's what he says. Someone will accuse him of something, and then he will outright address it. He'll right make away. a statement, and nobody yep. else yeah. is doing that. I mean, with the WEF stuff, with everything, he came exactly. out, and then when Trump was raided, he came out and said, "This is unprecedented. We can't allow this." He's the only one doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think about the DeSantis campaign, and uh, I'm sure I'm gonna piss off a lot of people, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'll tell you what my view is. The, the, some Trump individuals, I don't know who or what the deal is, posted a photo of DeSantis's team, and there was a picture of Christina Peshaw with rug burns on her knees, as if to imply something untoward about her. This is around the time this whole thing got kicked off, where all of a sudden DeSantis supporters just started rabidly yep. snarling and spitting in people's faces. I think she was emotionally slighted, triggered to the point where she started using the DeSantis campaign as a vehicle for emotional satisfaction against the people who insulted her. Oh, I think you're completely right. And the same thing happened again when I think it was uh, Alex Brusowitz. He released a picture, which was clearly a meme uh, with Pushpot. And, and then it was George Soros sitting next to him, which was clearly photoshopped. Was and he it sitting, went viral. There, there was a picture where it was like in the background. Yeah, or something. Yeah, something it, like was, that. it was like a, a clearly photoshopped George Soros. It wasn't even a good photoshop. And then they just went rabid on everybody, it seems like. And what happens is you've got a handful of people who are like Trump influencers or whatever, who play dirty mm -hmm. or whatever. That's and politics. so their their response is to attack any and everyone who dare insult them or even question them in any way. Yep. The fact that, you know, what what we've seen with the reaction, you know, Mike Cernovich tweeting about it, how the DeSantis campaign has just started attacking everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I, having talked to a few other people, not Mike, but a few people about what it is, it seems that Christina Peshaw, initially everybody were, they were big fans. Yep. She was working with DeSantis. She was, she was going for the media. She was calling out their BS. And then this rug burn knee thing happened. And all of a sudden it was just like, I, I, I look, I get it. It's like really insulting, condescending, demeaning, misogynistic, whatever you want to call it. But that was the moment where it seemed like something flipped. And now anybody who had a bad word to say was just getting bitten, was just getting yep. spat on and slapped around. 
for doesn't matter. They declared war after that. Well, and after this, there's no way that the DeSantis campaign can succeed because you just marginalized and pushed away all these people that are loyal to Trump. These people that, yeah, if Trump gets knocked out, they probably would have voted for DeSantis. Yep. But why would they vote for him now when they've essentially just been, I mean, hitting on him over and over again? There's this like a uh, pro DeSantis account that appears to have like an AI deep fake avatar or whatever has been promoted Max by... Max Nord something, Well, the, the, that's, that's got a Family Guy character. Yeah. But this one made a, like, deep fake audio thing of me praising Christina Peshaw. And I'm just like, these guys have to be Trump supporters. Because the only, the only outcome of doing something like that is yep. to try and get me angry so that I insult the DeSantis campaign. But I can... But I, and that's why I'm like, this has got to be a Trump supporter. Like, make them look bad. False flag DeSantis and trick them into promoting things that hurt their campaign. Or a Biden supporter. Absolutely. Like, yep. yep. Make sure DeSantis can't win. But then I got to tell you, I got to tell you, if Ron DeSantis won't fire Christina Peshaw, it doesn't matter if it's an intended to sink his campaign or not. The man cannot deal with his campaign. He cannot operate a campaign. It's good that he fired the people he fired. But I can tell you this. I know some of the people you fired should not have been fired. Yep. Some of the people that he fired, he should have promoted and fired the senior staff. Instead, uh, he laid off some like 38 people. I know some of them and I know they're smart and I know they understand everything I'm saying, but they're the ones who got let go. Ron DeSantis in this capacity has failed miserably. And the person who's led the charge the whole way as they've just crashed and burned, he won't fire. Well, their messaging is absolutely terrible. I mean, they're keeping the people that are like, look at like Jeremy Redford. I think that's his name, right? Yeah. After Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. Uh, you know, he came out essentially praising it. He said, F around and find out. And it's like the messaging does not align with anybody that supports Trump. So how do you expect to garner I, these votes with keeping these people on your campaign? I think we're learning something about Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I think we're learning that he barely won the first in the first place in Florida. Trump's support helped push him over the edge. How did he win so well? I was warning about this, too. Everyone's saying Ron DeSantis is such a good leader that he won by a million votes. To a certain degree, I agree with that. But I also wanted to point out, as I have since the beginning, you also had mass exodus from many other states yep. of right-leaning people or, or more libertarian-leaning people mm. who went to Florida because of the policy and were guaranteed to vote in this direction. And then people can say, yes, but that was Ron DeSantis' leadership. Fair. I agree. I will add, however, it was unobstructed leadership because the legislature was on his side. So he had a clear path to rolling these things out. When it comes to a campaign, he can't fire the people who have failed. No matter, every day it gets worse. At this point, maybe he can recover. I'm not saying he can't. But when you look at all the polling data, I can't remember who the one, one major polling agency said at this point in a primary race, no candidate polling at these numbers has ever been able to turn it around. Mm -hmm. oh, I think his campaign's sunken. I don't think there's any recovering into this point. It's it's it it it's it. Kind of makes me sad. Well, and especially, oh yeah, well, and especially after, because I don't think he did good in the uh, in the Tucker interview either, where he was interviewing the candidates. He came off as a neocon. Uh, I mean, he just seemed like he was kind of a war hawk throughout that entire interview and seemed disingenuous. But and then, you know, you have Vivek, and I think he did the best out of anybody up there. He was honest the entire time, and his message resonated with people. But every other candidate, and even DeSantis, I mean, after I watched that, I was off the DeSantis train completely because I was like, I don't think this guy actually believes in what he's talking about. I will I will say this because we got a super chat. This guy, Nathan C., says, DeSantis' campaign is fine. You guys are projecting for sure. I don't even believe the story. The video came from his staffer. 
any name proof. Yes, Nate Hockman. And I can confirm personally that I have spoken with people within the DeSantis, cam DeSantis campaign and Hockman did make the video. Don't believe me. Don't care. I am telling you <laughs> that's where I'm at because I got on the phone with people like, come on, we've been in this space for a very long time. We know many of the people who went to work for Ron DeSantis. In fact, I have DMs with with the people in his communication staff and we'd invite them on the show before. But as soon as his campaign started, they went full corporate neocon, locked down, told their people not to appear on this show because we were critical of them. And I reached out and I said, did this guy do it? He did it. It's publicly known. And son of a bitch. It's publicly known. They fired the guy. Mm -hmm. Well, they threw him under the bus. Sound but, but this is all publicly known. I mean, this is in Semaphore and Axios. I, have I a lot don't of believe it. But look, if you're going to sit there and be like, this is clearly not true. It didn't happen. Yo, they deleted the video and fired the guy. Like, come on. Yeah, sounds about right. They, I thought they did it. I it sounds sounds like a leftist just denying basic reality at this point. And you know, I I understand loving Ron DeSantis and everything and trying to back him as your candidate, but there's evidence on all of these things. There's there's uncountable evidence. I, I had a lot of faith that Ron would come by the couple weeks after he started uh, announced and play ball, like shoot some hoops, and then do the show for a couple hours, and it would have been awesome. And we'd see the real guy, mm -hmm. hear about his family what his dreams are for the future, what he did before college, all that cool stuff that you want to know about a guy if you're going to entrust him with that kind of power to represent you on the geopolitical stage. But unfortunately, week three went by, week four went by, week five went by. They put out that gross deep fake, and, and then I've just kind of lost. I have zero faith now in Ron DeSantis. Well, you look at the campaign. difference, too, like socially-wise, engaging not just with audiences on stage, but engaging with supporters and fans of you Ron DeSantis is so awkward in person when he does this. He clearly has no care in the world to engage. He doesn't have charisma when he's engaging with his fans. He'll just say two things and then he'll walk off and go do something else. But then Trump, I mean, he's sitting there, you know, signing Medal of Honor pictures, going to fast food restaurants, buying people food. He resonates a lot more culturally DeSantis, I feel like, than DeSantis does. DeSantis, DeSantis was a VP pick. Mm -hmm. DeSantis wanted to be the big dog. He should have been the VP. He could have been the VP to Trump. He could have been... He could have been the 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 the, the easygoing guy, the younger guy yeah, yep. that would have helped Donald Trump get the votes, especially from suburban women and things like that. Instead, he says, "No, I'm going to be the guy. I'm not a number two guy." Well, yeah, now I don't think he's ever going to be the guy, even in Florida again. I mean, at this point, well, I mean, he's, he's turned out. Yeah, I mean, it, he's he's going to be done in politics. I think. I think this is a career killer for DeSantis because you try to take the helm from clearly who was the nominee and there's no question about it instead of just playing ball and helping the country, uh, you know, in a state of, I would say, great need. Let's jump to a with a hard segue to war. Ladies and gentlemen, from The New York Times, drone again hits a Moscow building housing Russian ministries. This was in the wee hours of the morning. But you know what? I got to admit, I don't care all that much. Because this is not the story you should pay attention to. This is the story you should pay attention to. Hey, why don't you read that, Ian? We need, the subject says, a limited military draft. I just didn't want people to say that I'm the one saying that. Because I don't <laughs> think we do. We need Military.com. We need a limited military draft. We then have the Council on Foreign Relations. The uncertain future of the U.S. military's all-volunteer force from July 18th, 2023, which concludes that... Uh, we're going to need a new Gates Commission to figure out how we how we deal with this. Joe Biden yeah. has called the ready reserves and select reserves to be deployed to Europe over what's what's going on in Ukraine. And this operation has been ongoing since 2014. 
Oliver Stone says he regrets voting for Biden because Biden's leading us into World War Three. You've now got and it's not just these two op eds, more calls for a military draft. And you know what? The only thing I can say is no. I really look forward to seeing Harry Sisson on the front lines making TikTok videos. <laughs> yeah, because they ain't mean, drafting the thirty-seven-year-olds first. Well, don't be so pie in the sky, man. If it if, if it hits the fan, we're we're all on the chopping block. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but what I'm saying is, it'll be a good year or so before they draft a thirty-seven-year-old over the twenty-year-old. What pisses me off is that Biden gave that COVID vaccine mandate across the military, and a bunch of people resigned or got kicked out, and now they're like trying to pull their pants back up because yeah. they crap their diapers and like well and they're who's naming, gonna, well, they don't well, but, you, but i will add to that too and the insane woke policy stuff there were a bunch of things the biden administration and million others had done which decimated our, our our numbers forcing people to to resign or just not want to enlist at all oh what were you gonna say to Moza, did you have something you were about to say too? Oh well, I was—I mean, you're not going to send me to the draft. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to die before I go and How fight old are you? for. I'm 23, so I'm the prime age, right? right? Well, but but you're not first in line. Yeah, not first in line. You're but a few months out. At the same time, it's interesting because they've purged all these, you know, right wing extremists from the military. They've really been focused on that. But those those guys are the guys that are fit. Those guys are the guys that are allegedly. Willing to fight. My, my 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 friend Taylor. Okay, you're 23. Yeah. Uh, how, how tall are you? I'm six foot. You're six feet tall. Yep. Uh, uh how much do you weigh? 178. 178. And uh, you work out? A lot. You lift? Yes. Yeah. Do you think they're going to choose one of these uh, soy boys, little five foot five, weak noodle armed Antifa guys? Or oh, do you no. think they're going to be like, I want I'm the that pr- guy. I'm the prime candidate, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not going to get me. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get me. Regardless of what you do, I will die defending my right not to go to war for the military industrial complex, especially but in Ukraine. In I'll t- tell you that. In 10 years, it's going to be it doesn't it won't much matter like the physical fitness of the person because they're going to be piloting drones mm-hmm. and wearing super soldier exoskeletons and stuff have you seen no the no you're, you're not going to wear they're not going to wear why would you send a person yeah. in to it's mostly that, for logistics well and think yeah, about that, that, yeah, stuff around. That, think about the all, generations that have been raised on video games too that's perfectly in sight with the technology that the u.s military uses that's literally what they're prepping you for essentially and granted i love video games but you're exposed to the violence for a reason you're exposed to you know doing drone strikes on people for a reason because you know they're they're basically prepping and grooming this younger generation into accepting war i used to Bro, fantasize about fleeing to canada man my dad was sucked into vietnam and it, it annihilated pretty much everything in his life you know mm-hmm. along with his cousin and and god knows however many members of that generation he'd always tell me about the horror of war in an unjust draft and i knew like it was a dark fantasy of like what would i do i'd have to i'd have to flee i'm not gonna go die on some battlefield for some oligarch Mm-mm. I got for too much Joe to Biden? give to this earth. You're gonna for Joe Biden? No, no, no. I'll defend this country. I'm here. That's what the military is the for. The future of war is going to be those Boston Dynamics robots, the dogs. <laughs> I mean, Black, Black Mirror got it right. They've they've already mounted machine guns to those dogs, those well, little robots. I, I think that in biological warfare, everybody talks about nukes, this nukes that. Why would you use nukes when you can use something that is essentially untraceable? I mean, you see with well, the COVID lab leak, it, that's the future. It's not so much that; it's a nuclear weapon destroys the city. Yep. But we want the city. We want the city. We want the resources. We want the the, the coal, the ore, the uranium, whatever. We honestly want the civilians. Bio-weapon. And so... We want their, their civilians to be part of our country. Well, that's so the thing is every you get head the DNA, is mine. You get the DNA of certain political leaders and their families, and you engineer bioweapons that mm-hmm. only target them. Yep. And then the virus can infect tons of people and nothing happens, but then all of a sudden these particular individuals just... 
Yeah, that was great that RFK actually mentioned that, although he did get taken out of context, but genetically engineered bioweapons to take out certain types of human. Didn't That's they say that terrifying. he was being an anti-Semite because of that clip? Yeah. Is that the clip that they yeah. tried to accuse him they of? Like, that Quick, so ridiculous. he made a noise. Amplify it back at him. He told the truth. Oh, <laughs> he made a noise. Yeah. I, I, so so I, you, you think that humans are not going to get, like, it's not going to be as human-on-human -human warfare on this? It'll why, be, why like, from be? above by robots, and, like, we'll just be watching? Yeah, I think sending in a wave of those Boston Dynamics robots is, look, a nuclear weapon will destroy the city, we, but we want to own the city. We want their resources and we want to subjugate them. It may just be easier to unleash a virus that targets a specific genetic profile yep. because, we, you, sure, you might want the civilians, but if you want to win the war, just erase the country. Well, and just like that. Even if you go down like the, the physical, you know, human on human kinetic route, you're, you're going to end with robots and all these things, right? It's, There's going to be humans thrown in the meat grinder. That's yeah, it's war. not going to be it's not going to be robots on robots. No. It's going to be robots slaughtering humans. Yep. It's going to be machines. Well, and not just that. It won't be just run machines. by humans yeah. slaughtering other or run by yeah, AI. There's no, there's no reason to wear an exosuit. The, um, <clears throat> did you ever see that short film about drone warfare? It was just like 10 minutes about a guy giving a TED talk about a drone yeah. or something like that. And like it's people running from building to building trying to dodge these uh -huh. flying drones with machine guns yep. that are killing anything that moves. Yep. Well, you've seen the videos out of Ukraine and Russia. I mean, that their drone warfare. Have you looked at, have you seen any drone yeah, footage? I've seen it's, a little it's bit on Twitter. It's they're scary. Small. They're, they're not big. You can't even see them a lot of the time, flying, let alone hear them. Flying bombs yeah. targeting mm -hmm. your GPS coordinates. You see dudes just like 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 this, like begging begging not to drop the bomb, and they just drop it. And, and then there, there's that one video they released where there's a guy cowering in a foxhole, yep. Yep. and then the drone is pointing down, and you see the bomb just fall, yep. and right. then boom, and then the guy starts groaning and like oh, struggling. Start mm -hmm. moving again. Yeah, well, and, it's, and those videos are... I mean, they're everywhere. I'm glad too. they're everywhere. They are everywhere, but it shows the realities of war. And then yeah. there was that one video of the Ukrainians. I think it was like their their trans Tifa force or whatever in that minefield, and they, oh, they all got their legs blown. Yeah, they oh. that one I mean, video of this. The guy this, jumps was, off the back of the truck and he's just ready to land and kneel, and he lands on the on the thing. Well, and then they the go and mine. try and help their their friends, you know, that are down. And then they hit it the same thing, too. They hit another mm -hmm. mine. I mean, and the end of it, they all end up having, I mean, they're missing limbs. Dude, the guy lands on the landmine. He gets his legs blown apart, and he immediately starts tourniqueting himself. Like, it's just yep. horrific. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I think, I think the realities of war need to be broadcasted, but there's a reason why they aren't. Any regular person sees any of these videos, it's going to disgust them. Because, frankly, war is the most evil and disgusting thing that you can do on this entire planet. I mean, humans killing each other for what? For... The idea that their leaders are right and that the international conflict is justified. I don't think any international conflict is justified. I mean, when you have people murdering each other, because that's exactly what this is, there's, I don't see how anyone can say, oh, yeah, I'm going for Ukraine or I'm going for Russia. No, both sides are at fault. They're both murdering people. I, I understand resource grabs. Like, it's not good, but if one country doesn't have enough food and yep. the other one has more than enough, and then they're, like, coming and invading yeah, to take tra the food. Trade works way better than war. It exactly. does. But then you need a common language. You don't need one, but it sure helps. You need a common culture in order to keep sustained trade. No, you don't need it. History, but man, you know, you've had, it there's been there's been cultures that it were were very different have, have managed to trade with each other and and remain very different cultures and still live peacefully side by side with each other. Simply they, put, don't it have we to be don't have to keep killing. This this yeah. Russian thing is about a port. It's a land grab because they they want a trade route. And you can't buy a trade route. I mean, they technically could buy the land off Ukraine for seven hundred trillion or whatever the whatever yeah, the value over the next 
80 years yeah, with they the, need uh, access to that the seaport right yeah there, they so need they east 105 transporting it over land that freeway down to crimea and and i don't know if there's an they could buy it you could sell it to them but at this point it's just rubble i mean i don't know do you know much about what's going on is the donbass just leveled is it just a mud field i mean a lot of things are just completely leveled over there it is mm -hmm. seriously there's a reason why there, there's so many videos out there in these especially telegram telegram is the biggest distributor yeah. of these videos that's yeah. where you really see the uncensored stuff um you put it on twitter and even it gets censored even on twitter because you're not supposed to see these things. I mean, no. it's brutal. It's the realities of life and the realities of following these dictators' orders. I mean, and you know, I don't agree with Putin doing the land grab. I don't agree with Zelensky casting out uh, Catholics and Christians. I don't agree with any of this. I think everybody's in the wrong. There's better ways to go about, I mean, trade deals, right? It's the perfect example. You don't have to kill each other. Just come to an agreement, come to a price, and give each other something that benefits both of you. That's the reality of how the world is supposed to work but instead, they'd rather just murder each other because that's where the money's at. And it's sad. I mean, it's truly heartbreaking, especially I have a lot of friends that have come back from Iraq and the, these other war-torn countries, and they went there thinking they were bringing democracy to these people. And then they get there, they are told to dehumanize these people, they kill these people, and then they realize, oh, these people don't want democracy. They're literally openly saying they don't want democracy. This is a different culture. And then the guys come back. The VA doesn't take care of them. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. They swap them providers. And then these veterans kill themselves because they have to deal with the fact that they were sent over to murder people under the guise of restoring democracy. I want to jump to uh, back to politics because uh, Vivek Ramaswamy issued a statement three hours ago and just announced he's filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Justice <laughs> for failure like to it. respond to his FOIA request to uncover what White House officials, including Joe Biden, communicated to Merrick Garland and Jack Smith about, uh, let me read it, about, uh, about, um, uh, about the unprecedented indictment in the classified documents case of former U.S. president and one of Biden's political opponents in the 2024 presidential election. I'm also filing a separate FOIA request with the DOJ to uncover any similar communications relating to the just issued January 6th Trump indictment. We should demand accountability and transparency. In U.S. v. Alvarez, Supreme Court held that political candidates have a First Amendment right to knowingly make inaccurate statements. If you're going to indict a former president, and leading presidential candidate, it better not be based on unprecedented precedented legal theory. Further, it's much more than a stretch to call something criminal if it's someone is seeking legal counsel from their own lawyers. Jack Smith has created a dangerous precedent by criminalizing the behavior of Trump's lawyers who offered him legal advice, labeling them co-conspirators instead. This jeopardizes the future of our legal system. If we fail to admit the truth, January 6th will just be a preview of far worse to come. We must reunite this country, but the path forward will not be easy. I want to play the video. Uh, I, I assume it's probably a different statement, but let's uh, let's play it. It's another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. This is a politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution through prosecution. Now in a third indictment, just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present, the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. 
We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6th, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and lock down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, in which case it was perfectly fine to roam the streets of this country and burn many of them down. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems. And instead, your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post was real. You had your accounts locked. Even the New York Post had its own account locked. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021 was a friendly parlay compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition using these politicized tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. That's going to be a first step towards uniting our country. So did uh, Vivek right. just uh, step into second place in the Republican primary? Nice, yeah. dude. I hope so. Holy smokes. That was that was really that well was done. He, he did the exact same thing. I mean, not the exact same thing when uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid happened. I mean, this guy is a winner right here. And you, where's Ron DeSantis' video? Where's that at? Where is him condemning this? I mean, yeah. it doesn't exist. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I'll try and avoid comparing him. Let's just like that was a very, very yeah. well done video. 
That's professional. professional. Kelly's just talking to the camera. I don't think there's a script there. I mean, I'm just looking at the whole something, the whole production, and I'm like, this guy knows what he's partway through. I was like, I got to see him and Obama get together and talk geopolitics because this guy is the president. This is the guy. He is the right wing version of Obama, but I think he's actually actually genuine. I think that's the big difference. But the way that he is able to word things, it's a talent. I mean, he is very gifted. He's a businessman, just like Trump is. He's an outsider. And I can see why people see him as a threat. You know what else he is? His family is Indian. And I don't, I'm don't. i not big into identity politics, but you want to talk about an ally in the 21st century? It's India. It's the United States and India. If you're concerned no, he's about China, whenever the Chinese and the Russians <laughs> and communism, you want India. India is the final piece of the... Bro. If India sides with the Communist Party... Asia is a, a deafening roar. If India and the United States are allied, that could be one of the most powerful peace-bringing uh, unions in the world. Totally hear you. Trump uh, had a meeting. Was it Modi at the time? Was yeah, that who yeah. was? And, yeah. and Trump, they love Trump, but Vivek's an American citizen who was born No, his here. parents were born in India. I know, but he was born yeah, here. Yeah, but that's what I said. It's his parents. <laughs> he's got Indian heritage. His parents were from India. And I'm not into the identity stuff. A, a white guy from South Dakota could be a better Indian diplomat you know, than Vivek, but... His parents are Indian. I'm a, I'll tell you he's why. He's Hindu. Like, this is a good opportunity I, to bridge and blend some gaps. I've had people say they don't trust him or whatever. But I'm like, the dude sat down in front of me and outright said he thinks there should be some kind of civic test for people to get the right to vote. Amazing. And I'm just like, I agree with you. We've talked about that on this show. But the idea that someone running for office would say something like that, that's like... Every, every advisor would be like, no, 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 don't say that because you're going to lose, you're going to lose voters in this demographic or that demographic. And he was like, I, he sits back and he's like, I don't know. They'll probably get mad at me for saying this, but we got to have some kind of vo uh, test or, or qualifier for voting in this country. I and I'm love, like, yes, the, yes. I love the fact that he's at least thinking about the ramifications of an ignorant population being manipulated by you know, social media companies, corporations, the government itself, whatever. I love the fact that he's like, look, people are going to be manipulated to some degree. So we need to do what we can to make sure that the people that are voting actually care about voting. Because I've honestly, I truly believe that there are far more people that will get upset if you tell them that we're going to take away the right of your, your right to vote than will go out and vote, right? Like there are way more people that are like, I want the right, even though I have never and will never get my ass off the couch and go out well, and vote. And the, the simple idea that anybody can vote is actually absurd. The fact that you don't have to take just a simple civics class so you can at least prove that you know the bare minimum about government yeah, the people I mean, that you're voting in is insane to me. I don't know how, and I so I'm not gonna make a prescription as to the way to ensure that the people voting not only have a stake and 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 have actual uh, you know concern about the the policies and stuff beyond just voting for you know to put their hands in the government's pockets, yep. um, but the idea that you need to have some kind of qualification or at least prove that you have that you care about where the country's going, not not just you care about being able to stick your hand into the government's yep. coffers. I think that's something that's worth talking about. Let's take a look at the uh, betting odds here. It's from Real Clear Politics RCP betting average. And you can see Ramaswamy, since he entered, has just been climbing and climbing and climbing. He's currently at 14 cents in the prediction markets. Donald Trump has seen a, a major spike. But interestingly, when they started tracking this in January, Ron DeSantis was in the lead. 
Hmm. That, me that means if you were to have bought shares on the prediction market of Ron DeSantis in January, <laughs> you'd have lost. You're like, hurting. You're, you're, you, you don't, I mean, you're, you're, we're talking 80% of, 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 your, of your bet. Even Donald Trump improved. Yeah. But, but I think Ramaswamy, I think, you know, we've, we've already seen him tie in some polls for second. And we've seen in the prediction markets he's tied for second. I think I think you give it a week, especially with this statement. Yep. Scott Adams just tweeted something like, is it just me or did he do, he, did he do that without notes? There was that one point where he accidentally forgot to say the word from and then quickly caught it. I noticed that and I'm like, he doesn't have a script. Yeah, when we, I heard that, I'm like, there's no script there. Well, you see how well-spoken he is. A guy like this doesn't need a script. He said, if we don't learn our mistakes, if we don't learn from our past mistakes, so he, he misspoke the word. Right. He forgot to say, yeah. well, it's from. It makes you believe he's more genuine because he's not going off a script like every one of these other politicians. Oh, he's so smart. Unless he's, he's so memory. smart, he has a prompter, but yeah. he intentionally flubbed it. <laughs> I doubt it. it. Like, he talked to Yo, me like that. He's 37 years old. Yeah, the guy's amazing, dude. He's very, got that, I don't know, he's Obama a few months flair. older than me. I, like, I almost want him to like join the Uniparty just to get in so that he can become the brilliant visionary and alterator that we need. But I, I don't want to see him get lost to the uniform. But that's what happens when you become president. You become the leader of the military industrial complex. And he's willing. He knows he's going to get changed. He said that to you, Tim, on the culture war. He's like, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be a different person after eight years. I know I'm willing. I was saying that I thought he could not win. Trump's the clear front runner. Trump will be the nominee. At this point, I'm thinking like Vivek has, has, has defended the right principles. He's defended Trump. He's spoken clearly and truthfully and honestly. He's addressed every question put before him. I'm extremely impressed with him. And I think I think he's in second place. Like the polling's going to come out, but I think he's in second place. I think that for a lot of Trump supporters, if Trump is forcefully removed from the ballot to the point where there is no choice, a lot of these guys are going to vote for Ramaswamy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even Trump likes him. Trump's spoken yeah. very highly of him. Yep. And, and at, at this point with that, I'm like, I could see him being VP if 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 the, he said he didn't want to do he it. He said he didn't want to. They all say that they do. You have to say you don't want to. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll just. I mean, put that's you there. that's what I was talking about earlier. I think he'd be the perfect VP for Trump. The perfect person to level Trump out. You know, almost a Pence, but much better, significantly better in every single way. And he's Hindu, so Christians will support him. I mean, but, there's a lot of parallels between these. The, as long as they're religious, they have basic values, you're going to get the votes. I feel like he, like Vivek, will just make social media posts nonstop as VP if he was VP and just piss Trump off so bad because <laughs> he's got different ideas. Although Trump's a listener, like Trump has a really good memory. That's, I think, one really good quality about him. He's a great memory and he's a good listener. Apparently, seems like a very good listener. I think he would benefit greatly from having somebody like Vivek with him because yeah. he can... I mean, you see in his past administration, he had bad people around him, and those bad ideas were reflected a lot through his administration. But you put someone like Vivek around him, these ideas are good ideas. Yeah, granted, not all of them are, but he has better ideas than almost anybody. I've, I mean, I would argue this is the best candidate that I relate to more on a personal level I wonder out of if, anyone. I wonder if Vivek's real strategy is... Uh, uh, is auditioning for the role of VP. I, I think so. I do think <laughs> no, so. No, but think about it. Trump's doesn't care who you are. Trump Trump's the kind of guy who's run multiple businesses. Vivek runs run, runs a business right up to a half billion dollars or multi-billion dollars. He's a guy who knows how you get the job. And I'm wondering if Vivek is like, you can't go and apply to be VP. You can't walk up to Trump and say, trust me, just trust me. No, no, no. You get out there, you prove it. Trump's seen it. Trump likes him. This race will happen. Vivek handles everything masterfully, defends Trump masterfully. And then when it comes down to the primary, Trump wins. Vivek smiles, shakes his hand, and yep. Trump says, I think you're the guy. I think that's, I think that's the, honestly the only roadmap for Trump to win as well. 
I think if Trump picks just about anybody else, I don't think there's really a possibility for him to reach other voters that he wasn't able to reach before. I mean, granted, his votes are going to go up because of the economy and everything else. But Vivek is the guy to garner those votes that he wouldn't regularly obtain. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, post that URL if you can. If you really do like the show, it really helps. And head over to TimCast.com, click join us to become a member and watch the members only uncensored show, which will be live tonight at about 10 or so p.m. And we will even take calls from you, our members. You got to be a member for at least six months or sign up at the $25 per month level. It's a small screening process we have to try and keep nefarious actors out. And we do have a screening process for the questions, but uh, join us. Let's read what you got to say. All right. Rick K says, I would love to see a program that requires teenagers to work on a farm for 40 hours for graduation. It would benefit the country as a whole and teach younger generations about agricultural animal husbandry, self-reliance. Completely agree. You look at the farm kids that grow up, they're always great. I would say a month. I would say like every weekend, three hours a day. No, no, no. No, you you stay on that farm. Yeah. Yeah. For one month, you go and, and stay on a farm and you do general farm work. Once you start getting up early, I mean, that's that's training in and well, it's, itself. It's the work ethic, too. That's what makes men and that's what makes people. I mean, you look at the farm kids, right? They always end up more right wing. They always end up holding their values and not straying away from them. Hard work is what ingrains people to yeah. have good morals. I genuinely believe in that. And even with sports, football, baseball, all these American sports, it's not about the sport. It's three about months. the values that you yeah, teach through those sports. Three months. Yes. No, exactly. that's too long. No, nope. no, three months is a season. You have to be there at least mm-hmm. out of Send season. Send kids to the farm for three, three months. months yeah, 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 of course, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. In order to graduate. public school, jeez. In order yeah, to graduate, all, you have man. to actually do something about yeah. with the, within the real world because farming isn't just picking grapes or something no. it is there's financial elements to it mm-hmm. there's the shipments coming in at 6 a.m it's real world training if the crops fail so do you yep. and look we're not <laughs> saying you work 30 hours uh, you know uh, uh 24 hours a day 30 hours a day yeah. i'm exaggerating you you work an eight-hour shift just a farmhand you just you, help exactly out. you work eight hours a day like any normal job you basically just have for three months a summer job right there that's you go. it that's what i'm thinking learn a summer how, how job for works. three months yeah. And you get paid, I think they should get paid a stipend. Yep. And then once the summer is over, they'll be like, I went on the summer the summer camp and I worked a summer job. Yeah. Whoever well, sent that super yeah. chat's a real one. Yeah. Then when, when, when you get out, you've learned a whole bunch about how the farm works, about how finance, shipments, delivery, packaging, you yep. learn where mm-hmm. the, the product is going. Mm-hmm. You make money. So when you leave, you'll have a couple grand. You'll be like, I graduated from high school. I got a couple grand. Yep. I put in my bank account. I'm off to a good start. Yep. Let's That's be honest, a great though, idea. The, the Rockefeller school system, it, it's yeah. designed the way it is for a reason, yeah, right? It's, it's for factory workers. Yeah, it's exactly. Eight-hour shifts, thing. wake up too early before your brain's fully functioning. Yeah. I mean, we see it over and over again. But that would significantly not just fix the school system, but fix the values in this country. Yeah, That's a really great idea. It's an answer to factory farming. Like, yeah, yeah, literally is. Do yeah. something yeah. beneficial, not sitting in a factory all day. No, all right. No, just abolish the <clears throat> Department of Education. I agree. Let's read some more. We got Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I liked Peshaw at first. A lot of spit and fury. She was fiery, but mostly peaceful. Now she's basically the female version of Brooklyn dad. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of Damn. been not uh, not looking at her much because I, I still have faith or hope that she'll come on the show or Ron will come on the show maybe. But I don't well, know. and see, I, I agree with him. I really liked Peshaw. She had a lot of potential. She was handling the media masterfully. And then all of a sudden... I mean, that, that picture comes out with her red knees, and next thing you know, it's just hellfire over and over again from her in the DeSantis campaign. All right. Coldilocks says, Trump getting hit with his charge is like Clinton deleting emails of documents she shouldn't have had. 
Both situations are bull and shouldn't have be, uh, be happening. Them charging Trump is going to be bad for the unity of America. Completely agree. The bagman says World War Three will happen, so Trump will lose 2024 election and we'll all go to the dark ages. I have never been wrong in my life. Well, all right. Good luck, sir. Skylar Pearson says, Tim, your voice is so dynamic. That deep fake of you sounded so flat and uninteresting, like a 1980s talk show host version of you. Yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, like if you put the Joe, Ro- if you put Joe Rogan in that voice deep fake thing, yeah. it nails it. Yep. And it's weird. There's a few other people that it really gets. But for some reason, it just does not get in my voice. Well, you do a lot of different tones when you speak. I think that's the biggest thing is your, your tone changes and your demeanor changes consistently through your sentences. Mm. So it's harder for AI to track that. But oh, that. Rogan, he's just flat. It's hard to impersonate Joe Rogan, but the AI seems to get him. Mm-hmm. You know? What do I do that? Uh, yeah, he'll kind of talk like... Uh, mm, nah, yeah, no, it's hard to get. Yeah, He doesn't like, have like the thrill. The I'll AI you, version of him doesn't have a thrill to his voice. Donald like Trump, has, he's nasally. Yep. So you have to push your tongue up against the back of your mouth to get that nasally when you're talking. <laughs> right? And there's, there's certain characteristics of like Dr. Fauci that you can just hone in on. You don't need to be wearing two masks. But you know, definitely exaggerate. two is a, you don't need to. So two. I, I can hear like Trump. Trump was hard for me to figure out for a while. And I don't think it's particularly super good or whatever. I just got some of the characteristics. Your Nancy Pelosi one's my favorite. But that one's intentionally insulting. <laughs> Donald Trump is a disgusting. <laughs> it's meant to, you know, but uh, uh, like with Joe Rogan, I cannot figure out how to speak that way. I just, it's just like. <laughs> It's not, it doesn't exist in the realm of whatever my, my voice Yeah, he's got like a jovial kind of like. Oh, no, man, no, it's like the sound kinda, of his voice and the way he speaks. It's, it's just. like in the back of the cheeks. It's, the, it's the HGH the and TRT. Impossible <laughs> for me to get. And I've seen a lot of cartoons like uh, uh, where they try to impersonate Joe. And they just make him talk like this. Yep. And I'm like, Joe doesn't talk. He's got this, like this a Boston accent that's been kind of muted. Maybe that has something to, if you want to catch it. All right, let's grab some more Super Chats. All right. Hank Fett says, if they are successful in getting Trump off the ballot and run unopposed, do you think anyone on the right among his supporters or the Republicans will do anything to oppose it? Or is it over for us? Yeah, I think it's I think everything just falls apart. You got to use different systems. But fighting that, that thing, that oligarchy is not the way I, I, I can't imagine they actually remove Trump from the ballot because it's unprecedented. And who does it leave on the ballot? Are they just going to eliminate the Republican Party from the ballot in all these different states? It would be Vivek, and maybe he would win and become the greatest president of all time. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Could you imagine if Trump said, vote Vivek? It would be crazy. I mean, I suppose if, if, he, got, if he got arrested, I can't imagine a context where Trump would do that. I mean, I think, I think the ego is a little bit too big with Trump. Even if he is arrested, indicted, everything, I mean, I think he's still going to say, you're... They, right. they robbed me, Vote, right? Write yeah. me in. He'll yeah, probably write me to write in, him in, right? He'd be, he'd be yeah. like, write me in, and then so that if you write me in, then I can pardon myself when I get in. Yeah. That would that would be the thing. I can't imagine Trump being like, oh, yeah, you should totally vote for Vivek. Max Reddick says, Tim, I know that you have known David Pakman for a long time. You should ask him to come on IRL and discuss Biden and the quid pro quo. Oh, God. Uh, here's my prediction. Uh, I like David. I've known him for a long time. He's cool. I think he's wrong about a lot of things. Uh, I think uh, I also think that he sometimes intentionally lies. I think if he came on the show, it would literally be just him saying, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that over and over and over again. So, like, by all means, we can invite him on the show. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. He had a video clip where um, 
There was a, a question asked of Ted Cruz. Do you think that Ukraine interfered in the U.S. elections? I think that's what it was. And Ted Cruz says, says something to the effect of like the New York Times reported that they did. And so did Politico magazine. And then you hear a producer bust out laughing on, 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 on NBC with like, it was like Chuck Todd or something. And then David Patman starts laughing as well. And I'm like, did you Google this? Because the New York Times did report that Ukraine interfered in the, in the U.S. election. And Politico did report that. So it's not a question of whether I believe, like, I don't know, that Politico reported. Do you agree with Politico? Do you think they're lying? Like, I thought Politico were your boys, but now they aren't. <laughs> but so if David Pakman's response to, like, a fact-based news report from a liberal-leaning publication is to laugh at them, I can only just say, like, he doesn't know what's going on at all. And if he does, he doesn't care. Yeah, That's he, the reality. Yeah. He, the, the point of the laughing was to delegitimize. It wasn't that it, it wasn't to address well, anything that it Right, but that, Im that implies David Pakman is willfully manipulating his audience to help yeah. Democrats win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I get yes. it. I, I like him. I mean, I think he's kind of a, a normal guy that cares a lot about politics. But a normal guy a that lot. lies a little bit too much. <laughs> I've never seen him lie directly. I'll send you a link. Personally. But uh, okay, if you yeah, if he lies, then you know so be it. But I, I would still be well, willing it, to. It, it, it's it, been 15 years coming, David. Get over here. It'd be a better show for the Culture War podcast. You yeah. know, we'll invite him out. But I I also say this: like David hosts his own show. It is very difficult and to a certain degree unreasonable to ask someone, "Hey, stop doing your daily show to come do mine instead." It's like, oh come on, yeah. that's not fair. You know, we gotta hit a grand slam if he's gonna come by. Which we got, you gotta figure something out there. But if they if he wants to come on, uh, you know, Hassan as well. Culture War Show would be fantastic. No, Hassan will never come My out. Boy. Ten, ten, I mean, a hundred feet you got, near you. You got to manifest that he will. Well, uh, I'll, I'm Hassan gonna be, will come. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like, the reason Hassan won't come on this show is because he doesn't know enough about no. any of this stuff. Right. He just acts like he does, and his audience eats it up. Yes. Yeah. And uh, David Pakman, I, I, I genuinely believe David Pakman might actually come on the show. Kyle Kalinsky would for sure do it. Kyle's a, real, a good dude. I really like yeah. Kyle Kalinsky. Uh, he would definitely come on the show. It's just with Kyle, we've talked to him before, and it's like, he's like, hey, I host my own show. I'm kind of busy, but we'll try and find time to make it work. I'm like, that'd be so cool. We're, we're fans. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, Kyle's a lefty guy. Uh, uh, Jimmy Dore is a lefty guy. Jimmy Dore, of course, is very anti-establishment. Mm -hmm. But there's no issue with getting these honest actors when they're like Jimmy Dore's wrong about some stuff. Totally cool. I, yep. I, I love Jimmy and uh, Kyle Kalinske great. But they're just like, yeah, I'd love to come out. We try and find time to make it work. These other guys who are a bit duplicitous are always just too busy and just can't make it work. It's weird how that works. It's the guys that are honest but maybe wrong in their views are willing to discuss them. But the guys that are dishonest and they know that they're obviously wrong in their views and that they can't answer the questions when you know pushed about it, they're never going to come on. Let's read some more. Powder PZ says, Tim, I said it when I called in a few weeks ago. This will be the last election. I don't know. Let's say that like an election happens in 2024 and it's hard to know whether it is actually an election. Like when we say election, we mean free and fair and two candidates argue and then the people make the decision. And we don't feel like 2024 is going to be like that. If Trump wins, there will be an election in 2028. Yeah, they'll, they'll clean the voter rolls. I mean, if, if Trump wins, they clean the voter rolls. They clean up election security. You vote on election day as per the Constitution. One person, one vote, et cetera. All that stuff happens. And then election happens just like normal. Mm -hmm. 2028. If it. Joe Biden wins, however, I'm not so sure what happens. I feel like they're setting us up for a one world government. And they're like, we yes. cannot let go of the power right now. I mean, you look yes. at the UN agenda, you see all the one world government. Agenda stuff. It, is it is coming the into U fruition. Absolutely. The UN. The, and that's part that's part of what the whole uh, um, 
what CBDC. That's part of the reason why they they want to have a CBD, CBDC, so that way they can control the money because they the the NGOs like the UN, the uh, WEF, um, the International International Monetary Fund, stuff like that. They would like to see the governments of Europe and the United States, the West, have far more control over the people, and they would eventually they would like to see a one world government. I mean, that, yes, and that's that always true. been the plan. It, yeah. It's been the plan since day one. Travis Delaney says Vivek was on David Pakman today, and Vivek called him out for making lazy arguments. Watch it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, was, he just keeps getting better and better. I was literally <laughs> driving to, when I was driving in today, I was listening to, to Vivek and, uh, and David Pakman oh, on nice. the Adam, but it was Adam and Sitch. Great show. Oh, Those guys are great. Yeah, Adam and Sitch. How did, how did, it, how did it seem? Should we, should, we, should, we get, should we check it out? Well, I mean, it was. How I long was it? It's like with Adam and Sitch, their stuff is usually multiple hours. No, but I mean, like, do you know how long Vivek and Peckman's thing was? I don't know. No, I'd imagine it's probably decently long. I also was on Adam and Sitch's show. I called him Adam and Stitch. Yeah, sorry, buddy. It's Sitch, like situation. Yes. Now you know. (laughs) Let's read some more. Let's grab what do we got? Waffle sends it says only three indictments. I want my president to have 100 indictments when we elect him in 2024. It will be bigly. (laughs) I mean, at this rate, you might get that. Honestly, careful what you wish for. They let Sam Fankman freed out. They dropped one of his charges. Yep. Iggy the Incubus yeah. says, let's say none of the lawfare stops Trump. They already shattered precedent by indicting him. Assassinating presidents is more normal for these people. Yeah, but yeah. as much as like RFK's mentioned that, we are, we're well beyond that. Because we've talked about it quite a bit. They, they canonize. They make martyrs of these yep. people. And mm-hmm. so physical assassinations have gone away, except in the most extreme circumstances like, you know, say, Libya or, or Iraq. Now it's all about destroy someone's character yep. so that no one can look up to what they propose. They also mm-hmm. do subtle stuff like heart attack gun, the CIA working yeah, on that. They course. don't want it to look like an assassination, plane crash. I mean, it's, it's very easy with the technology we have now to make any death look like an accident. Alex Jones was saying he, he was afraid that it would be Trump would go down on a plane crash. Well, I mean, and I'm still waiting for, uh, I mean, there's that one Simpson scene, man, where you got Trump in that coffin in his, you know, in his famous suit. Uh, I feel they're right pretty consistently. I feel dirty about this, man, because Donald, I don't. You're, you don't deserve this kind of crap, dude. Me talking about, fantasizing about all that. No, man. You do you, dude. All right. <laughs> Kyle Miller says, I find it funny that Tim thinks Harry, Chris, or any TikTok for Biden is going to be drafted. I'm sure they will be exempt from it. I completely disagree. Yeah, no way. These guys are expendable media uh, 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 spots. They're foot soldiers. Propagandists. That's it. They, they exist to sell the Democratic Party. Yeah. If they don't get drafted, it dis- damages the credibility of the machine. Mm-hmm. The machine will sacrifice these guys in two seconds to sell a draft. Yep. And they will make them do it with smiles on their faces. You'll get a video of Harry and Chris wearing their military uniforms being like, we're doing the right thing for our country. Why aren't you? And they're going to be filming TikToks being deployed in the plane. They're going to be like, this is what it means to fight for your country and believe yep. in America. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, you know, they probably will never see combat, right? But it's just going to be the Ukraine right. situation with the, the girls... You know, in the in same with like the IDF in Israel, they always post the videos of these girls fully kitted out or they're dancing, things yeah, like that yeah. to make it more appealing. Like, oh, this is what war is. And they're going to be the propaganda TikTok guys of exactly. the war. Exactly. All right. Let's see what we got here. Nathan C says, I think DeSantis campaign is doing great. Did you see Trump's small audience in Erie PA this week? 
No, but if DeSantis's polls tanking, his donors bailing, and them laying off a bunch of staff is doing great, then I got a bridge to sell you. And and a sonogram video. I think yeah, I don't think he's doing so great. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think that that's the 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 nail in the coffin. Yeah, and the way it was a son and Freud, isn't it? You said sonogram. No, sonograd. Sonograd. That's, that's what it was. Okay, I think that's thanks. what it's called. Yeah. Sonograd. Son and red. Oh, son, son and rad. rad. Yeah, son and rad. There it is. We will grab more super chats. <laughs> Jim Hansen says, six years as an army ranger, five deployments to Afghanistan. No matter how much tech you think you have, you always need a human with a rifle and grenades to seize territory. True. You always need the meat grinder. If he has a line on Fighter. grenades, please let me know. Drones can't, <laughs> drones can't <laughs> occupy street corners. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the important thing. What do we got here? Wrath says, Grand Thumb YouTube channel did a video where they tested the drone warfare seen in Ukraine. They are veterans and share some interesting views. So you should, you should have him on. He is awesome. Yeah, he's very outspoken. What's Garen that Thumb, right? Not, yeah, not Grand yeah, Thumb. Garen Thumb. But he yeah. he is genuinely amazing, and he's recently started to come out and say, you know, what is a cancelable offense? Mm. I mean, about everything going on. I think he'd be an awesome guest. Yeah, it's Garen. He's very thumb. smart. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's it, it, oh, it, okay. it was spelled Grand Thumb here, and I know it's Garen Thumb. I want Garen. It's referring to the, the snapback yeah. on yeah. the Grand. Oh, it's Garen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be because yeah. it snaps and hits your thumb. Yeah, he has a, a video clip. where he's yeah, testing yeah. it, and he Come allows on, himself to get smacked like ten times. Yeah, I have one of those. Dude's got balls of steel. You know, it don't feel good. No, that's never happened. We should definitely have that guy on. I don't know him, but I know people that know him. Yeah. Back in the days when they had clips and not yep. magazines. Yep, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, people right. people still say clip and not magazine. I've done that a couple yeah. times back in the day. What do we got? Timothy Bond says, have y'all talked about the illegal lab they found in California with COVID mice? No. What we didn't, that? but yeah, they found a Chinese bio lab in California. We mentioned it last night. Yeah. Lovely. Chinese I didn't know you were referencing that. What? That's yeah. Like, when did that happen? They the found day, it recently, but it was, it's been here for at least you know a year, a couple years or something like that. I don't hmm. know. They're testing COVID on mice. I'm All right. Sure. Toth Swiss says, I'm seeing this projecting smear attempt recently increasing, recently increasingly more by the left. You know, the leftist tactic of accusing your opponent of that of which you are guilty of. Nice yes. try, loser. And I think that's uh, a reference to the dude who said we were projecting because, uh, yeah. you know, oh, we were yeah, mad yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are projecting. DeSantis campaign is, is crumbling. He laid off a ton of people. They overhired. They've got all this negative press. It is not going well. The polls are tanking. It's just, it's unfortunate, man. It's crazy how quickly he just, out the gate, was on top and then... He was on fire and now... On fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on fire, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, he was on fire and now his campaign's on fire. That's crazy. Yeah, the O-ring fell off the, uh, <laughs> the campaign. In reference to Vivek, Firesky says, and now he went up by 35 points. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says Vivek is team forward the line. Vivek's yeah. great, man. Well, and yeah. as this video that gets video. more views, too, I mean, because this is the first day it's been out, it's been out for a few hours, it's only going to keep going up. I'm pretty confident that if uh, Vivek were the nominee, I would vote for him. Yeah, 100%. I, I would 100% vote for him. I feel comfortable. Nathan C. says DeSantis responded today to the indictment. As president, I will end the weaponization of government, replace the FBI director, and ensure a single standard of justice for all Americans. Oh, great. Just the director? Just the Come director, on. because we saw how great that works out in the Come past. On. Well, to right? be fair, Vivek didn't say he would remove anybody. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, I can respect it. But like, it's more, it's more than just that, right? The DeSantis campaign is having a bunch of critical errors. I want DeSantis to succeed. We want more competition in this primary field. And DeSantis has got a great record in Florida. 
But if his supporters keep ignoring all the problems, plugging their ears and saying, la, 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 everything's fine, then you lose. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and fine. Go ahead. I don't care. Yo, I'll say it again. DeSantis needs to fire Christina Pusha. Like, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted he's not getting rid of this person who's flubbed everything. I'm interested to see if she if she responds to these clips that come out. If well, she, I, she, she I, wants I, I tweeted it earlier. And I'm just like, I, I, I avoided saying anything. I said it a little bit when, when the deepfake thing happened. And now it's just like after reading the semaphore piece where she's in this chat, she's the rapid response director. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they put out the, some of these videos. They put out the deepfake video. Their, their team, she knows what's going on. Are they just firing everyone around her for some reason? She's clearly doing a bad job. Sounds and like I'm not, they're I, friends. I, I don't want to, absolutely. And Jeremy Redfern, he's yep. but he's he's not even with the campaign. He's he's uh, I think the, the he's in the governor's uh, staff in Florida. Yeah, he got moved positions. But then you also have Brian Griffin. You have these communications people that are just burning the whole thing to the ground. Mm -hmm. And DeSantis is like, this is fine. Well, you got you got Trump saying Ashley Babbitt was murdered, and then you have one of DeSantis's number one guys saying she effed around and found out. So there's a huge disparity it, of uh, communication. When I reached out to Redfern and said, are you guys really standing by this deep fake? He said something about it being like, it's just a meme. Yeah, well, that's the, the, there's in regards to burning the campaign down, there's one way to do it is setting the fire yourself. Christina, you obviously didn't do that. Another way is if you're in the building and it's burning around you and you just sit there and don't do anything about it, you're essentially, no, she you may fires. not be the one burning it down, I think but she you're allowing it to burn yeah. down. She said she set the fires. It was well, that the, whether or not you did, if you're found there, the, the, the you, pictures, you, yeah. I, I, I genuinely think I, it was think the it rug was, burn picture. Yeah, it was that. And then the George Soros one is really what tipped it over into full blown, just attack everybody. Just just look at like Twitter search X searches, I guess now, but there's a lot of personalities saying that she began attacking allies and friends and like around this time. Damn. And it's like we, we had been speaking with her about coming on the show. She said, yeah, she'd love to do it in the future. We are big fans of DeSantis. We want to do an interview with him. And then all of a sudden, one day, she's just attacking me on Twitter. Man. You know, and it, it's Crazy, interesting. You wonder if text. there's any, you know, like third party influence there because she used to be the girl. She used to be the person that stood up to the media that really just laid it down and everybody loved her. Everybody's sharing clips of her. It's always going viral. She was another version of basically Kaylee McKenney. She was awesome. And then now all of a sudden, complete flip flop. So you wonder if there's any, uh, you know, third party influence in that. Video guy says Trump has a video response out. We'll we'll what we'll do is in the members segment we'll uh, we'll jump we'll to the video that. and then we'll we'll start addressing it. So we got a couple more minutes. We'll read a couple more super chats. All right, Noah Sanders says, "Did you see that Jenk was on the Patrick Bet David podcast? I love how he's more afraid of Tim and you all than he is of Patrick Bet David." <laughs> Uger. PBD. Yeah, was, was mean, he talking about intercourse with horses again? I know, he, I know he likes to do that. I hope so. I, I, I'll, I'll I tell love you, that reference. I think the issue with uh, uh, like PBD is an, it's, it's like an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial yes. podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not overtly political, no. but they talk politics. This is a political show where we do nothing but read the news yep. and we pull up sources for all of our stories. Whenever we launch a story, I'm like, here's the article from this source. And we always use NewsGuard certified source sources, despite the fact that NewsGuard is heavily criticized by the right. We do it for that reason. This is the reason why they don't want to come on this show, because what we say is backed by their institutions and their sources. We're not making it up. They can't rebut it. Yeah. If it's framed as a show where you're going to go in and get talked to about politics you're not familiar with, I understand why people are like, well, I'll do that when I'm ready. Well, I mean, well, you see how the look, surf look, look. guy did on here. 
And if Jen, if awesome Jen comes on the show and it. says it's not true, Biden didn't do this, and I play the video, yeah. how is he going to go back on his show and maintain the lie? Mm -hmm. He can't. Yeah. He'll lose followers. He'll lose money. You know, they can't do Anna it. Anna should come on. She's been pretty vocal. She's fed up with nonsense yep. right now. It's actually, heard. that's been interesting watching her character development because it does actually seem genuine. You know, she's, she's more so straying and she's getting so she was much actu hate from it. There was dudes that actually put their hands on her. And Whoa, that was the what? So and the reason, the thing that like initiated tipping Anna, point. yeah, the Anna Kasparian point. is who this is. Yeah, Anna Kasparian's <laughs> stuff is, um, she was walking her dog and there were two dudes that were, that looked like they were homeless dudes outside of her house or something like that. And one of when she bent over or something like that to do something to to grab the dog or whatever and one of the dudes walked up behind him and basically did the whole like you know pelvic thrust and then they kept walking nothing happened to her after that but it's like she was like okay this is now actually come home the problem mm -hmm. of homeless people around and, and oh wow and lawlessness has actually she, she understood her. that the policies that she was promoting in turn it actually affected her for once, yeah, and then and that she, was her wake-up point. It seemed like, and the, and it's not just that though. There's other things that she's that that was the first thing, but then there yeah. were other things where she was she felt like people on the left were gaslighting her about things, and she went and she looked into the into the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff and realized that she had been adv like actively yep. telling people things that were completely wrong, and she's had a kind of an awakening where she's like, I didn't know that I was wrong, you know, and that. Speaks volumes when one of the one of the more influential voices on the left not only has come out and said, "Hey, I was wrong with this, this, and this," but I was spreading this as if it was real. Yep. And now she's getting attacked ruthlessly by tons of people on the left. Personally, I feel bad for Anna getting the for being the recipient of the attacks, but I'm glad to see the left behaving the way that they normally behave. Exactly. Well, attacking we'll, her, so. well uh, maybe we'll see if she's willing to come on the Culture War podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll set it up. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member by going to TimCast.com, clicking Join Us. The Members Only Show will be starting in a few minutes on the front page, and you don't want to miss it. We're going to uh, pull up Trump's response and then talk more about this, and then take calls from you. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally everywhere at TimCast. Follow me on X and Instagram. I put up a skate video the other day. And uh, yeah, Taylor, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, just follow me at TaylorUSA. It's T-A-Y-L-E-R-U-S-A on Twitter. That's the platform that I use the most. And, uh, you know, Instagram's USA underscore Taylor. I am uh, Phil that remains on Twitter or X if you're uh, the kind of you know cutting edge person. <laughs> yeah. uh, Phil that remains official on Instagram. The band is all that remains available on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, the YouTubes. You know the places. And I'm Ian Crossan. If you're watching, it's right here behind me at Ian Crossan. Anywhere on social media, if you're listening, it's phonetic. Well, maybe it's not, but find me on the internet somewhere, anywhere. Hit me up on X. Hit me up on Minds. I love you guys. Great conversation, Taylor. Always a pleasure, man. Absolutely. We're going to get you jacked, Ian. We sure that's, are. That's the Thanks for the inspiration. Here. We've been DMing <laughs> on Twitter about working out. It's uh, building muscles. So let's keep it up and uh, move on. Yeah, uh, this is good seeing you as well, Taylor. Always a pleasure. Always. And uh, I am going to continue to call it Bird App. I am at surge.com. I hope to see you guys there. It'll be fun to argue. Are you going to call it letter app? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to call it letter app. It's all right, app everybody. Forever. We will see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out.
When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.